Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the Cool Boys. Just a young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I see good boys. Greetings, new boy <gasps> nation, and welcome to a special installment of the New Boys podcast. It's going to be what? confusing to anyone who this is their first episode because they were a big fan of the New Mutants and wanted to hear somebody talk about it. You know what they say? Oh, yeah. Inside every person, there are two boys. Forever locked in combat for all your holes. <laughs> or just for your holes. One boy is all things hard, throbbing, big, <laughs> docks. <laughs> the other is all things what? Creaming, asses, and muscles. <laughs> I asked which one wins, and they answered, the one you gay. <laughs> I'm a gay new mutant felk. And I'm a gay new mutant ballard. Ah. So new. <laughs> this episode, we will finally, very finally, be discussing Disney's 20th Century Studios, yeah, the New Mutants, after having refused to review it until after Disney found a safe mm-hmm. way to screen it for critics and proles. They already had, they just, it just pushed the button earlier. They, they already had that technology. So we will forgo our new boy updates and get <gasps> right into the New Mutants. And all the fabulous spoilers it has given us. Oh, we're not doing a recap of the last episode. Uh, yeah, okay, what was last week? I forget already. Demolition Man, but really a review of Biden's America. Yes, absolutely. And we will be touching upon that again in our Songbird spoiler cast in two weeks. Yes, and this is all kind of a big part of our, our mutual compromise that moving forward, I kind of wanted to be a more pop culture, but also somewhat political, but just current events podcasts, and you wanted to do more spoiler casts, and hey, there's a, so many movies on the horizon and in the Too past many. that allow us to basically combine them, but this week, I was like, oh, I'm gl- all right, I, I, you know, we texted on Sunday, I said, all right, I'll, fuck it, I'll just watch New Mutants, because I couldn't think of anything to really talk about, B- Biden, bro- dog broke his ankle, uh, there was a female field, field kicker for Vanderbilt uh, football team, and they lost 41 to zero. Anderson Not- Cooper is going to be so mad. But, but you know, none of that has anything like relevance to a movie or anything. And I, I go, all right, New Mutants, that at least, even though we already talked about it to death, New Mutants allows us to at least talk about the the mutants and the X-Men franchise as a whole, there's still meat there, but it's not, t- but I, I, you know, last night I thought it's not tied to anything relevant or any current events in, in any way or anything that's stupid or pretentious or somebody being self-important and making an announcement about how they're now slightly more significant and unique than they were. And then I wake up this morning and see Elliot, <laughs> Page. Elliot, we're going to talk about him in this episode a little bit. Well, we, I mean, he, he. Oh, fuck. I just, I said, sh- I started with an SH sound. They're going to get me. I thought you were going to say uh, something like uh, Shubat. Elliot is uh, he or they. He. And he is beautiful. He is so beautiful. Uh, Elliot. He, <laughs> Elliot, sit down. Um, El- Elliot likes pussy too. Am I right? Yeah, El- Elliot Page. Uh, Elliot, but Elliot also sees himself as 
still lesbian? It's well, I mean, the, the one thing that's the the greatest part of how confusing all these rules are is that they're also rigidly enforced. Uh, and, and people are canceled for not adhering to rules, even though the rules contradict themselves. Uh, I mean, canceled, quote unquote. Like if you've got J.K. Rowling's money, you'll be fine. But uh, I wouldn't want to be, you know, an, an uh, upcoming director who fucks with Elliot Page. But yeah, no, El when he was still identifying as a woman and known as Ellen Page <gasps> two, year two years ago. <laughs> In 2017, I think, just over two years ago, came out as a lesbian. And attacked Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah, yelled about Chris Pratt believing in Jesus, uh, and uh, uh, then got married to a woman named Emma, who was also a lesbian. But now, with this new news, I'd like to congratulate Elliot Page's wife, Emma, on being straight now. Yeah, <laughs> you're married to a if man. If you have a pussy and you like dick, then you're straight. Straight, as far as I understand it, I mean, maybe there's some, you know, percentages and and variants and shades and shadows there. But and if you have a, if you're, if you consider yourself a boy and love pussy, I consider you straight as fuck. So if that's right, by the way, that's clear. If you have a vagina and like dick, you're just straight. But if you have a, but if you're a boy and you like vagina, you're straight as fuck. I don't think you should be taking this so lightly. This is all very serious stuff. And, I and we know in that Elliot. Elliot. Elliot is completely Elliot Page, of course, is is completely like one hundred percent about this uh transition. This is the way it's always been. Oh uh, my god, yeah. Elliot when Page's he announced that he was had like this setup already in it for like calling out people and pointing fingers at at uh ignorance and 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 people who were you know essentially sexist or uh you know homophobic uh, I love no it. It, elliot won't statement. do that elliot won't call anyone sexist or transphobic as a result of their actions to this i'm sure oh, she'll right. transphobic sure. not homophobic sorry she'll, well you can be both uh well no because be she's a, <laughs> no he's a straight man he's a straight man uh, who likes women no actually i heard elliot is queer considers himself queer now well, the, the fun thing about uh, queer is that it means nothing. It means nothing, exactly. It, it, you know what it means? It's that you're not an ally. You're like a step above ally. Like ally, you have to stand shoulder to shoulder. You can't say anything, right? But a queer person, not an ally, a queer person can actually point a finger and yell. But an ally can't really point a finger and yell until someone else higher above than them has started yelling. Yeah, Queer, queer is theoretical entirely. I can come oh, out yeah, queer, queer, yeah. queer right now. I can. I, Pan I, I, is more real than queer in a I've lot of ways. I've jacked off scenes with Aubrey Kate, uh, not to completion, but for whimsy. You hey, know. you and I have both wanted to fuck uh, uh, trans men and women on this podcast. We've come across them and been like, yeah, that person is hot. I don't know about fuck, but I definitely get a blowjob from many uh, that are extremely There was one convincing. of them I wanted to fuck, and I didn't even know it at first. Was it Anna, Anna Fox or something? Anna Fox is a, is a woman, so no. It's a black no. woman. Who was the person in Captain Marvel? Aubrey Kate. I just that is Aubrey Kate. Okay. Yeah. She did a scene with Angela White, and I'm like, well, technically this is just a penis and a vagina, so it's not. But you, you know, I, if I jack off to it, gender queer. So seriously, <clears throat> Kenzie Taylor is like all about that shit too. And Kenzie like, Taylor's done a lot of scenes with Transformers. Yes. A lot of scenes, and that has opened my fucking eyes. Like it honestly, it took a super hot blonde. To get me into, like, watching trans porn. <laughs> well, but see, here's the thing. Those women have all mod done an extensive amount of, like, surgical modification. 
in order to get to the state that yeah, they're in. Yeah, it's all in. fun. They it's haven't fun. removed their penises because, as we discussed, you really can't turn a penis into a vagina. You just turn, you, can, you just cut just... your dick off, and, and you get, you have a gaping intense, wound of a hole right? that is always infected and always smells, <laughs> and it's it's just an awful uh, surgery. But tit implants can be done, you know. Flawlessly, hair extensions, facial feminization surgery, shaving off the Adam's Hunter apple. Schaefer! Hunter Schaefer! We both wanted to fuck Hunter Schaefer. Yeah, no, there's plenty of trans women because that they look enough like women that my dick says women. And it says you should fuck that. It's not fucking rocket surgery. It's it's just uh, I don't know. I'm attracted to the Schaefer. female shape. And if you just go like, okay, well, like, what if you pick the hottest fucking girl in the world, but she had like a horrible like tumor on her leg or something this like Ugh. growth thing or like like you take fucking Alexandra Daddario but she's got Quado wait is Quado uh, the creature yeah coming out of her fucking that's not, chest that's not that's not Alexandra Daddario though then but the face is still Alexandra Daddario yeah I mean that's just like one third of what's amazing about Alexandra um, my, my, no, no 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 don't don't the, the, I, I'm, I'm making a point but I'm trying to no, wait, I want to say something about, about about Hunter <clears throat> first though um Hunter for me was a moment where like I just I I was not just attracted to the fact that Hunter has a great body and beautiful tits but I was actually attracted to Hunter's personality through the character they were playing um in Euphoria. I was kind of like wow I I really cuz I don't think Hunter has the the most like you know the largest array of acting ability. So I think Hunter was pulling a lot from it from his own or all those own girl, personal all, life. They all were, all the teams Right, were. and I, th I think I remember Hunter speaking uh, or in an interview about how her and the creator actually did, like, work in her real life into it. And yeah, we said that on the So her yeah. confidence came through, and I was fucking just like, I was all about it. All right, my point that I was trying to make, and this, still, this is true for Hunter Schaefer as well as trans porn stars, is that you can appreciate the buy-in. They've put work in into their transition. The buy-in. Uh, yeah, the, the, the idea that you've actually invested money. You're putting right, your, they have, yeah. You're putting your life, your, your, you know, all, all that's pretty fucking permanent. All the, the surgeries, the hormone therapy, it, 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 it shows that this is something that they really believe in. It's, it's part of who they are. Or you can just be a celebrity and tweet it, I'm a boy now. Do we think Ellen Page is going to undergo hormone therapy? That she, you, we think she's going to have her vagina turned into a dick with using cadaver skin, which is. A, I thought you were going to say Kardashians. <laughs> cadaver skins, how they make dicks for Ew, trans men. Oh, is it really you, dead? People? And of course they oh cut. And of course they cut their tits off. Uh, like literally, just remove the all the fat from the tit and sew up the extra skin. Do you, th do you think Ellen Page is going to do any of that, or she's just going to, you know, tweet "I'm a boy" and put on a baseball cap? Elliot Page. Elliot Page. He is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's up to him, I guess. I assume that maybe some of that's already happening right now, to be honest. Well, this like, all presupposes the, the base question, which is, at what point are we allowed to question someone's claim that they are trans? Because just as eventually in 2021 we'll have California saying that anyone who identifies as trans and is about to go to, like, fucking jail, like county fucking, you know, L.A. County fucking jail can say, I'm a woman, and they'll get to go to the women's prison, even if they're a rapist. <laughs> yeah, I, I plan on doing that. At what point? Well, you, hopefully you won't be going to prison, but if you are. Like, are you kidding me? In Biden's what, America, I'm going to prison in a heartbeat. At what point? Well, maybe we all are. They'll be called gulags. Uh, but 
at what they'll point, be called re-education centers. <laughs> at what point are we allowed to question, you know, the 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 motivation behind it? And at what point do we start to look at, you know, El- 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 Elliot Page, who of course. 100% told us that Jussie Smollett is real and has never redacted that statement. Uh, at what point do we... He doesn't need to, though. He doesn't need to redact that shit. That's not him, his situation. That's Jussie's. That's Jussie's and Chicago's and Illinois' issue. No, if you call... If you if you besmirch the good names of several officers who were We've at that point... We've probably thousands of people and have never followed through with any, like, redactions. Who, Me? Us both, every, including Nolan. I'm not on the fucking Tonight Show right now. That's true. And okay, okay. Here's the thing. When Here's I have power, I will wield it responsibly. The Cool Boys when podcast is not Elliot, power. Here's <laughs> where Elliot's power, I thought, did get gross. When Elliot was Ellen, and and Elliot decided to come out as a lesbian, it wasn't long after that Elliot attacked Chris Pratt and told Chris Disney Pratt not to hire him because anymore. of Chris Pratt's church. And to me, that was gross. Because just because Chris Pratt may or may not be going to this church where a pastor there or a, pre- a preacher there or a father there is a homophobic person, I don't think that's any reason for anyone like Elliot to get upset at Chris Pratt about that. And it's not Elliot's place to inform or educate Chris Pratt. And and honestly, Chris Pratt has got like great support from the people around him, and he's incredibly seems like good natured the behind the scenes footage I've seen of parks and rec when he was not a big star, he was humbled and he was, he was awesome. And he seemed like a great person to hang out around and there's no reason to go and attack him. And so I think that's the part for me that Elliot becomes suspect is that like, dude, why'd you go and attack him like that? Like there's no fucking reason to do that just because he's doing big as star Lord and you've done nothing. And shadow cat is, is not a big character anymore. And they're not going to call for kitty pride to be in the next X-Men. I don't understand why you have to attack Chris Pratt. Because it it's the, the answer is always the same for attention. Yeah, but you that's know what? Why anyone, that's why any celebrity does anything. It's for attention or for money. That's the only two reasons. Exactly. They do it's a, for attention. And and if you want attention and you want to attack a Chris, sexually attack Chris Pine because that man is a fucking beast. Oh, my God. And once again, I feel like I'm staring at Chris Pine across the table from me right here is Felk. And he looks like a cheaper Chris Pine. And I love it. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, you know. 20% of the quality for 5% of the cost. Absolutely. And Probably I look exactly less, like honestly. Dan Stevens. Hmm? I said I look exactly like Dan Stevens. Yeah. Very similar <laughs> to Downton Abbey's Dan Stevens. Hey, who would you fuck? Dan Stevens or Ryan Gosling? They kind of look the same. I don't like Ryan Gosling that much. I like a lot of movies he's in, but I don't like him as a person. Ryan but Gosling I, is today's fucking Steve McQueen. I'm done making fun of Elliot Page. Um, Dude, I was never making fun of Elliot Page. I, I, I don't am. think I was. I okay. am. I don't believe you. <laughs> like I, I, you are a lesbian. You, you said that ju- you came out two and a half years ago as a lesbian. It's like, well, all right. yes, it's it's odd. It's the, the part that's odd is it feels it does feel like someone that wants attention. In two years, she's going to come two and a half years. She's going to come out as something else. Transhuman. Alien. Well, that's that's transhuman, uh, or you know, uh, demisexual. There's there like, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> She's <for> fucked gods. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking video that's not a joke put out. I think I don't remember who put it out, but it, it was just like 
here, here's here's how introductions work. Like you should say this is your name, your your these are your pronouns, and these are the seven things you are, and they're all unique to you, and they're all about your sexuality and gender identity, and also race. And and it's just like it used to be like, hey, my name's Bill, and I'm into fucking building ships and bottles and formula one racing and now it's like no nobody cares what you are into what your passions are you're fucking just your gender identity and stuff and ah, it's i like, know it's weird i don't enjoy the fact that like like i can only be qualified as either being a white male or just a, a man well a cis, a cis man well elliot better not take any roles away from women because a man taking a role away from a woman is totally unacceptable and of course if she's ever in a movie with women, if he's ever in a uh, he Elliot is ever in a movie with women, he better not make fucking more than any of them, regardless of whether or not they're as famous yep. as him. I mean, the other thing too is that I feel like Elliot can because what happened to Scarlett Johansson, right? Uh, she she could no longer play a trans uh, gender character, or I don't remember if it was a real life person or not, or it was fictional. But uh, she, it was real. It was a real got... person, but it, it, she was just a lesbian, and it's all, all based on her lover saying, well, she was actually kind of a man. She, she identified as a man, even though it's not in her memoir or any other documentaries or anything. So that was alone. The word of one person who knew the person was enough to right. say this person's trans ScarJo, You're out. So ScarJo's out. Right. Okay. Cause she's, cause she's actually just a straight woman. Right. And a cis woman. Yeah. It's signed female at birth. And, and because she isn't potentially trans, uh, I mean, we don't want to, put any labels on scar joe yet but i guess that's the idea therefore she should be out and then so that's the way i feel that elliot shouldn't be able to play then maybe any straight male roles or straight female roles like elliot should only be able to play then transgender roles right i mean that's the reality uh, if scarlett johansson can't act as a person that she isn't being in real life then i feel like elliot shouldn't act as people that he can't be in real life so um you're, you're, you're attempting to operate as if there is not a weird double standard, but you, of course, know that there is. The, the of double course standard I know there is. is it's the just, double, it's just garbage. The double standard is not a, is not a uh, bug. It, they see it as a feature, just as you, can't, you can have uh, black people voice animated or video game, like white characters, all they fucking want. Uh, but you The double standard is like literally being the bank during Monopoly. You just cheat. You're just cheating. Then you, yeah, you can't you can't have uh, a white uh, person playing a character of color, and uh, you can't. Uh, th th it's it's extra confusing when they try to like recast like you know a movie that was made in Hong Kong or something, or a, based on a manga. It, it's like, uh, like a. Oh my God, Scorsese would be destroyed today for The Departed. They'd be like, "Why'd you recast an entire movie of Chinese people for, with white people in Boston?" Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Departed was was an Oscar-winning film for Scorsese, would in, today destroy his career. Yeah, it shouldn't have won to begin with, by the way. It, was not, it shouldn't have. No, it, but uh, he who should not be named, I think, actually loves that movie and thought it should have won. Well, I mean, he has very selective tastes in the in movies. Uh, let's let's uh, let's let's move on to uh, to real spoilers to the actual movies we're talking about tonight. In which Elliot Page starred in She's, some of them. He's in two of them, right? Two. Uh, uh, yes, at the least, yes. No, just two. Just two. No, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Last Stand and Days of Future Past, yep, right? That's yeah, that's it. Okay, so spoiler theme, I guess? Sure. 
It's time for spoilers. Ain't it cool? All right, so, yes, tonight we are reviewing the new mutants for some fucking reason. Because um, it's new. I mean, it, it's not. It's a movie from like five years ago, right? It's super old. We'll get into that too later. But before we get into that, I just want to set up some uh, ground rules. Uh, cool Boy Nation, if you want more talk about Deadpool, please check out episode 71. It's our spoiler cast for Deadpool 2. If you want more discussions into X-Men, uh, please go to our episode 128. That's our spoiler cast for X-Men Dark Phoenix. Both are great episodes. Um, <laughs> but, Felk, we're going to go through just the films and the franchise, all of them, up to New Mutants. Uh, but we've done this before in other episodes, so I'm going to just read off my rating from my previous times rating these these movies, and then I want you to re-rate them, and I'm going to see if it matches up with your past ratings. Does that sound cool? Yeah, sure. Okay. X-Men. X-Men in 2000, right? We talk about this, how it's a big deal, how it, you know, it set the standard for a lot of uh, superhero films. I gave it three out of five boys. Felk, what did you give it? Uh, I'm going to say four. Ding, uh, ding, ding. Yeah. That's it. Nice. Yeah, four to five boys. That was you. X2, I gave five out of five boys. Felk, you gave it. I think it's wor- It's not as good as the first one uh, in, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it's better. Uh, I probably gave that four as well. You gave it a 4.5. All right. Maybe it is better than the first one. It, it, I, I go back and forth. The first I one's think it's cleaner. better than the first one, hands down, for sure. The first one's cleaner, but the second one's a little... It, it has cooler stuff, but it's also messier. Um, X-Men, The Last Stand. I gave that 3.5 out of 5 boys. And, and I want to say it is commonly mocked as a film, and I think it's a lot better than it gives credit, or most people give it credit for. Felk, what did you give it? Three, I want to say. You did. You gave it a three out of five. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. That's it. X-Men Origins Wolverine, a movie <laughs> we saw together with Bill Bellamy. Um, we laughed constantly Adored. even in the quiet, dramatic moments. I gave it a one out of five boys. I think it's fucking garbage. Felk, what did you give it? Wait, so what did you give it again? One out of five. <sighs> one, probably? You gave it actually two out of five Well, because it's it's so bad, it's it's memorable. It's, ba- I, it's worse as a movie than maybe a movie we'll discuss tonight, but is a thousand times more memorable <laughs> in its terribleness. Yes. yes. Um, okay, so we did talk very briefly about the New Mutants um, in an earlier episode because I did see it when it came out in theaters. I saw it actually at the drive-in with my family. But um, that's one of the things I discussed about it. Tune into that episode, whatever fucking episode that is. Find out when that episode released based on New Mutants' actual theatrical release. I can't remember what episode I talked about it in. It was an offhand remark. But it I was in the Euphoria spoiler cast. It was Euphoria? Okay. Yeah. I essentially referred to it as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and uh, if you don't Ant-Man and the Wasp, what I gave it, that's the same I gave New Mutants. I'll get to that a little bit later. But New Mutants is exactly like Ant-Man and the Wasp, and it's exactly like you just said. It is so unmemorable. No, that's the last one we review. We, we, we yeah. aren't there yet, but it's so unmemorable that something like Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, is so much more memorable than New Mutants. All right. First class it up. First class we have rarely talked about on this podcast because we forgot about it in every podcast except for one X-Men Dark Phoenix. Felk, I gave it 4.5 out of 5, boys. I fucking love this movie. You gave it... I think I gave it 5. You gave it 4.5 out of 5 as well. I'm fine with either. Um, There is a little bit of an issue there uh, with the way that Matthew Vaughn was essentially forced to direct this film fast. And 
Some of the movie holds up in that regard, uh, and some of it doesn't. Uh, Faster, one of the things that doesn't hold up is Emma Frost is not very good in it when it's played by January Jones. No, January um, Jones isn't a good actress, period. She's a little weak, yeah. Uh, weirdly, trivia, because you like movie trivia, First Class was it. made in less time than The Last Stand was to be made in when Matthew Vaughn walked away from it because he didn't yep. have enough time to make it. Yeah, uh, First Class... It was made so fast that they were doing not just previs during production. They were doing full-on post-work uh, uh, during uh, production. While They were literally getting dailies and not only approving them, but then immediately throwing them in, you know, into Maya or whatever the fuck they were using and start fucking throwing special effects on it, start throwing CGI and, and all over that shit. And they did a lot of in-camera stuff, like all that stuff where um, uh, Banshee's flying around with uh, Zoe Kravitz behind him. Um, that's all practical. That's two people just hanging from a fucking helicopter because it was easier to do that than try to figure out how to fucking make them fly. Yeah, well, it, it's good. It's I think it's visually as good as the other movies in terms of a budget. It's, it doesn't feel less expensive than any of the others. More expensive in some cases. It, yeah, I think the stunt work when you've seen actors hanging from cables zipping around the water, it looks good. The problem with First Class is is simple. That it's it's made from the skeletons of a movie I'd rather see, which is the X-Men Origins Magneto story where it's Magneto yes. hunting Nazis is a better movie. And as soon as it becomes the movie that it is, which is, uh, you know, all these fucking D-listers, like the other Angel and, and mm -hmm. fucking uh, Darwin, <laughs> like that's a character, uh, like all these fucking nobodies Whirlwind. who nobody gives Whirlwind a shit. Whirlwind was one too. Yeah, the only ones you care about are Xavier and, and Magneto. Those are the only ones that are, like, that's the focus. And then, of course, I guess Mystique, but even, I never liked Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique, so. Uh, I love her. I mean, I do like that it's, it was the first time the movie didn't have to sideline Charles Xavier in order to have it work. In all three of the trilogy, he gets knocked out halfway through the movie, or earlier in X-Men 2, because... His powers combined with Cerebro is so powerful, he could just solve any problem. There would be no conflict. So all the other movies knocked him out. But in first class, they, they keep oh yeah, Riptide. The, in Not first class, Sorry, they, they keep him they keep him like active, and it's just that it's just the helmet di dynamic that is enough mm -hmm. to, to uh, neutralize. And the fact that they also have Emma Frost, who's her own, who's also a telepath. But like, I, I appreciated having Xavier's powers work throughout it. And then immediately in the next movie, what do they fucking do? Well, okay, so yeah, what, I, <laughs> they took I his want to talk away. about this real quick because we didn't talk about this in X Men: Dark Phoenix. So we'll we'll talk about this in, when we get to Dark Phoenix just briefly. But um, First Class is the first time where an X Men film is hindered by another blockbuster being released. So um, Inception's released and it shows Joseph Gordon-Levitt playing in a, a a hallway that's turning around, right, to make it feel like he's weightless and all that shit. Apparently, there was a fight between. Uh, Emma Frost and Charles Xavier that was exactly like that on an astral plane and they deleted that and had to reshoot it because Inception did it first that's fine I, I, I don't like honestly the way they did the mind fights because they, they I know what you're talking about and they incorporated it into Apocalypse and I don't like that shit <laughs> uh, right I think that's that astral plane stuff is stupid. And we'll get into that with new music. Dude, that shit was stupid in the cartoon series. It's stupid on comic pages. People fighting on the astral plane has no stakes, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's a problem. Like, 
Doctor Strange kind of manages to make it work because the characters are still at risk. But uh, but even in the movie, he has no stakes because he's just looped himself with the time stone. So every time he fights uh, fights Dormammu or faces Dormammu, he just dies and comes back, and he just like you know comes right back to Dormammu again. Well, no, I'm talking about the stuff in New York because like in the trailer, I thought like, oh, that looks so cool. Look what's happened in New York. That's crazy consequences. And then oh, in the, the movie is just like, oh, it's just a mirror dimension that always right. looks like this. There actually yes. are no consequences, but Doctor Strange can still get hurt. So you should still care. But yeah, Astral Plane stuff is always less effective than when it's happening in the real world. We'll get into that with New Mutants. Uh, but uh, I, I, I appreciated... I, I just love Fassbender's Magneto. That's, that, that's the end of First Class. I like the First Class mostly for the submarine. I don't think I've ever said that. I just love villains on submarines. It's very 1960s, and this is a 1960s film, quote-unquote, right? It takes place in the 60s. I love they put their villain in a fucking submarine. And there's a point where even uh, Emma Frost has to go up to the fucking you know, main deck, go out the fucking top, and get some ice out of the Antarctic or the Arctic, wherever the fuck they were. I forget which where they were. Probably Arctic because it was near Russia, I'm sure. Um, okay, so moving on. The no, Wolverine. but then the next scene, they're in the fucking... They're in, near Cuba, so, like... Submarines, baby. Yeah, whatever. They go everywhere. Okay, the Wolverine. Now, there are two the Wolverines, and yeah. I do believe there are two the Wolverines. There is the Wolverine, and then there's the Wolverine R-rated version, which is called the Ultimate Extended Edition. I rated them both. I gave the Wolverine 3.5 out of 5 boys, and I gave the Wolverine Ultimate Extended Edition 4.5 out of 5 boys. A whole boy more. I honestly feel that... The version that is released on Blu-rays, the unrated or R-rated version, is way fucking better because it is paced, is properly paced. Felk, I don't what think I've was seen your that boy? I don't think right, I've seen You only saw one. Yes, you yeah. only saw the theatrical version. What yeah. is your boy? Three, I think, maybe two and a half. 3.5 out of five boys. I, I'd lower that, honestly. Really? I'll mark that down then. Well, uh, three, at three, it doesn't deserve more than three. Um, and the whole the, plot is so fucking out of character because Wolverine would never like give a shit that some Asian guy wanted to say goodbye to him or something. I know he's enticed somehow, but it just seems out of character that he even goes along with that movie. It fits if you read the comic book. I guess it's a little bit more baked in that way. I can see that through the, the series alone, it can be more confusing because it's not who Wolverine is in the Brian Singer series. Um, no, it's not. Yeah, that's the problem. And But it also keeps continuity at a time when... They they were beginning the the continuity was beginning to Slip evolve yeah I mean first class it, it it you know just reuses Emma Frost but then you know she's only Emma Frost by the credits in, in Wolverine so who really gives a shit what was X Men Origins Wolverine right yeah contradicts first class contradicts X Men in a couple of places but for the most part like but I that's was, because first class was a reboot even though they brought back Hugh Jackman for that cameo the concept and they brought back Rebecca Romaine for that cameo. But the concept still was that First Class was a reboot. The problem with First Class is it should never have winked at Hugh Jackman or Rebecca Romaine Stamos. It should never have winked at them. Winking at them is what connected them. The casting is what connected. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And also, there was enough. Like, it wasn't like a, a clear enough break from the continuity that it was a reboot. It was more like details, like, like that. You know, Xavier says he was 17 when he met Magneto, not 27, right. and things like that. And yeah, uh, not a professor in Oxford. Yeah, and uh, and also just like he he never mentions any emotional connection to, to Mystique, and then it's like right. she was my sister, and he uh, doesn't give Beast any credit for fucking building Cerebro because Beast built it in the first class series. Yeah, no, it's he says he specifically built it with Magneto, uh, which isn't 
so weird little things like that. But of course, he's talking about the Magneto. He's talking about the uh, Cerebro that's at the school, the, not the yep. one that's at the government facility. So maybe off screen, they did team up again in the past. But then, of course, we never really see that past because um, nope. it gets deleted. So whatever. Do you but, have any plans to watch Ultimate Edition, though? Ultimate Extended Edition? Of the Wolverine? Yeah. I don't really see myself revisiting the Wolverine anytime soon. I don't well, really if you ever do, just visit revisit that one or visit that one for the first time. Yeah, I've that seen, one I do like a lot. I've seen both versions of Days of Future Past, and uh, again, like I, it, it doesn't really seem like it needs a second version. But the ex- Ultimate Extended Edition completely changes the third act. Okay. I mean, it still has like a video game third act, right? You're still vi- fighting the Silver Samurai, but it's how Wolverine gets to the Silver Samurai is completely different. The third act's the only part I really think is that good. Like, I, I, I like when it becomes an X-Men movie again at the end. Oh, then you'll like the third act version of uh, the Ultimate Extended Edition even more. All right, well, moving on to another movie, X-Men movie, that is also multiple versions of it as well. No. There's X-Men Days of Future Past and X-Men Days of Future Past, The Road Cut. I have seen both, and I gave both five out of five boys. Felk, you actually did not rate these in that episode in x-men dark phoenix episode you did not rate them did you listen to it back carefully i did i listened to it back to confirm all these numbers and i could not get you to rate them in that i was listening to it I'm like oh my god he never rated days of future past three i give it three both versions both versions the, three the, i give it five yeah no i have problems with days of future past what do you hate about it so much? I don't think I ever got this across in the last time we talked about it then. The core conflict is them trying to convince Mystique not to kill Peter Dinklage. That one of them is a telepath. Dude, dude <laughs> and, and, Mystique is so hot in Days of Future Past, though. One of them is her closest confidant, Magneto, and then one of them is a fucking telepath who knows what's happening at all times. Her best friend since childhood. And then uh, also a guy from the fucking future. And she's like, no, I'm still going to do it. It doesn't... The core conflict... After the like the third act, it, when it's like they have to prevent uh, her from killing Peter Dinklage, it's just like, this shouldn't be a conflict. I don't like Jennifer Lawrence in the movie that much. No. Uh, it, it was very clear that she didn't want to do the makeup anymore and, and that she, but she's still doing it. No, she doesn't do it anymore. She wears she's a jumpsuit. She's doing full. She's not doing a full body suit yet. She's still doing makeup. They figured out ways to do the makeup faster. I watched this incredible behind the scenes about how they do Mystique's makeup from Rebecca Romaine and all that type of stuff. And like how it's advanced since then. Um, she was still doing a good chunk of make of actual like prosthetic makeup in days of future past. It is hundred percent a bodysuit for apocalypse i don't I, re- I remember her being blue in apocalypse like one scene though yes and it's a bodysuit yeah and, no. and dark phoenix i think she's only blue but she's still wearing clothes i just think that her performance you, it comes across as like i'm too good for this shit i'm in david Russell oh it movies. does it does and, it and does. Uh, they also don't use uh uh fassbender like well at all like again he becomes <gasps> a villain in the third act for no fucking reason They're like they they make it so clear hey wolverine when you go back in the past you're not just gonna need xavier you're gonna need uh magneto and, and get them both but magneto doesn't help he immediately tries to kill mystique and then tries to take over the fucking uh, sentinels and just do his you know mutants take control thing 
early. So, like, you really shouldn't have gotten Magneto involved, let alone, like, bust them out of fucking prison. Also, how the fuck did he ever get out of that prison in the first place? And why was it never mentioned in the past three movies that he spent 10 years in a fucking secret prison uh, for, for a probably killing Kennedy, although he was actually trying to save them? Also, what happened to that fucking uh, facility? Because when they put him in the fucking plastic prison, uh, it seems like, like the, the one they already had was a lot better because it was under the Pentagon. It's just... Like it, it, it rose too many questions. The whole thing was like, yes, first class was an attempt to kind of reboot it without doing a full soft reboot where they, they break continuity. Uh, and then the Wolverine starts basically as a sequel to the last stand the, directly yeah. to the events, thereby being like, okay, yes. this one's it, it, totally in continuity. And then days of future past goes on to like, say like, okay, yeah, this is absolutely First class is absolutely in the continuity of the previous three films. And then, yeah, I've definitely talked about my problems with Dance of Future Past. It is missing too many fucking things. The fact that, like, it just starts with uh, Charles Xavier's back and, and and Magneto's got his powers back and Wolverine's yes. got his calls okay, yes, back. Yes. It's like, you what? did talk about that. Yes, you went over all the different uh, uh, plot holes that they just didn't care to address. They yes. just didn't give a shit. And it was weird in a movie whose point is... Uh, solidifying the continuity of, of, of first class into the act, into the rest of the movies for for it to just yeah, but it extended the tradition, the long tradition of fucking up the franchise's timeline. But this one did it in a, in a way that was like it was just weirdly so passive. Like it didn't. Ryan like, was barely on set. You realize this, yes? No, no. Simon Kinberg directed it basically. Yeah, but Brian. Brian Singer is the director of Days of Future Past and X-Men Apocalypse was not there filming those films for a lot of them, apparently. Who gives a shit? He was in a boy. Uh, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you you, you could have – some of these issues might be because, you know, the director didn't want to film those scenes because he was interested in other things at the time. I mean, no, no, no. There, there's enough scenes filmed that you can uh, easily have gotten an extra. All it took, took was dialogue. I know, I did, did a, like as a, as a joke, but the dialogue would go something along the lines of of, of yeah. Charles Xavier, like that Wolverine says to Charles Xavier, like, "Oh, I'm sure I'm glad you were able to clone your body and then transfer your consciousness from that uh, guy in a coma into it." But unfortunately, to keep your powers, you're still paralyzed because that's imprinted in your brain. Oh, and, that guy and, was always paralyzed. And then, and then Magneto is like, "Yeah," and I'm really glad that the fucking uh, cure wore off completely. That's why I, not only I have my full powers back, but also Rogue has her full right. powers back, depending on which cut of this you're watching. And also, I was able to use my uh, power to that uh, I have it back to help. Wolverine, because we're on the same side, and put the adamantium back over your claws. That we that was like a major plot point of mm -hmm. the end of the last movie, and in the in uh, credit scene, which sets up this movie, it is clearly established that you still have those fucking uh, the bone claws only. Although I can still control you. This is Magneto talking to Wolverine, right? Cause, cause most because because most of you metal. still adamantium. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like. All that needed to be in there. Maybe not the claws, uh, because as, as long as you get that, like, Magneto has his powers back, he can manipulate adamantium. That's that's an established thing. Uh, but he shouldn't have his powers. And and again, like, having the chest piece move is like... the, the And also, like, the... So uh, the chest piece is the before credits sting, and then Charles waking up in, in a different body, even though he has the same voice and is off-screen in uh, the end credit scene of, of The Last Stand. 
it needed more. <laughs> it, it needed some explanation. It just—it's it, a mess of a movie, but it's—it's it's a beautiful mess, and it, it's the first movie where it actually feels like because of what Marvel had done, Brian Singer's like, oh, comic book movies. Oh, okay, and then knew to make an actual comic book movie. It wasn't. It I also wasn't, feel like it's also the only X Men film that felt like an Avengers film, like an Endgame, like literally, like we have everybody in this movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it did feel like they were. I mean, that was the thing. They they spent all that money to get Holly Berry back for a day, and then gave her like eight lines, uh, because it, it 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 brought a certain authenticity to it. That like this is this is everyone. Everyone who's been associated with this franchise except Ryan Reynolds is back, and uh, and is in it. In I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people are back. A lot it. though. I mean, you had Kelsey and even James and Fomka in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. Like even bringing them back for 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 the end, even though. You know, there's there's all this horrible bad blood between everybody. You know, like and everybody hates everybody. Ellen Page fucking hates Brian Singer, and uh, Elliot, Elliot Page ha- hates Brian Singer. Well, he he did. Who knows if he still does? I know they didn't get along. Ellen Page may have hated Brian Singer. Elliot Page might love Brian Singer. We don't know. Uh, that I thought that that was like a whole thing where they they had a lot of lesbians don't like gay men, Ballard. Yeah, but Elliot's not a lesbian anymore. But it was then. Yes, and by the way, uh, also gay men don't like lesbians. No too. shit. That's the other thing. Yeah. No shit. By the way, I've I, so I have a lot of uh, a lesbian friends, and I have some gay friends. And when I tell my gay friends about a lesbian friend, I get the coldest shoulder immediately. <laughs> no, they so, don't. It's the best thing. I'll be like, oh my god, so and so did this and that, and it's just like I don't care about so and so. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. They'll be systematically uh, eliminated soon. I mean, they'll they'll all just identify as men, and there won't be any butch lesbians anymore. They'll just be lipstick lesbians. And of, cool. course, and of course, girls who made out with a girl once their sophomore year and are thus now queer and perhaps gender queer. Oh, I'm so queer for making out with all all these girls too. My sophomore year, I can understand. Yeah. Well, you um, were just- okay, so Days of Future Past is uh, uh, filled with errors for Felk, and for me, it's just filled with glee. Um, moving on to Deadpool, I gave it four out of five boys, and then I upped it to four point five out of five boys because. Honestly, I just like those Deadpool movies, and Ryan Reynolds is a fucking catch. Felk, what did you give Deadpool? First of all, I don't think Deadpools should really be in this because they're not. I know Deadpool two has a cameo, but um, it, it, they're not in the continuity of these movies. Deadpool two is in the continuity in some regards, so we have to actually acknowledge it. We can get to that later. But so, what, what's your Deadpool though? Uh, I mean, three stars, I guess. I'm getting tired of Ryan Reynolds, frankly, though. You gave it four out of five boys, and now you don't like it as much. I've gotten tired of Ryan Reynolds. He keeps That's buying. He okay. keeps buying shit. Mint. Yeah, well, mint and aviation tequila. I, dude, aviation gin is amazing. It's amazing. Is it really? I can't, I can't really talk more about that because of my uh, fact that I'm a retired pizza delivery driver. But yeah, I would say aviation gin is amazing. Is it better um, than Dan Aykroyd's vodka? No, it's hard oh, to compare no. Gen Devaka. Crystal fucking though. head is the best. Crystal head's the best. Yeah, it is. Okay, so moving on, X Men Apocalypse. Um, he who should not be named thinks this is the best X Men. I don't know if that's true, but I do know he loves this X Men. Let's call him Noli. It's creepy that we're calling him he. He must be named. No more, no longer likes X Men Apocalypse. Anyways, uh, I gave it two out of five boys. Felk, what did you give it? 
just don't mention him as much or or, or, or say his name because it's it's creepy that we have like it's like he, he like molested us and we can't bring ourselves I, to, to mention his name anymore there's too much fucking I, I, trauma I, I like the idea of feeling molested all of a sudden yeah i want that i want to i want that that kind of you know attention x-men apocalypse fucking sucks uh, it's 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 bad on the ground level up it also uh, sows the seeds of uh, their their stupid fucking time doesn't matter, and and every every movie takes place ten years later, but everybody looks the exact fucking same, uh, yep. same. Uh, uh, even like and if you even if you say like oh well the mutants they age slower, which has never been established before except for specific mutants like like uh, Wolverine. Uh, it's never been a thing. And then of course there's non mutants like Rose Byrne should be like thirty years older if she yeah. looks the exact fucking Moira. same. Still fucking yeah. hot, and of course she. Moira I mean, like, and yeah, she, I mean, she, she was a doctor in the Last Stand, but in first class, she was a fucking CIA agent. Who gives a shit? And also, the ages don't, uh, you know, line up either. But uh, who gives a shit? And Apocalypse, obviously, look, this is a good movie to just go on on benders and and leave the sets and let the screenwriter handle the second direction. time. Second time he's done it. He got comfortable during Days of Future Past. He let it loose during Apocalypse. He did not. He just, yeah. He he just did not care. Um, Boys need to be fucked and dicks need to be sucked. Everything about Apocalypse is is wrong or or lazy. I, so Oscar Isaac's is not bad casting for Apocalypse. He just did a bad job. He just didn't give a shit. And yeah. Apocalypse is also a pretty terrible villain uh, because he's too he's too powerful. It's like how do you defeat him? They punch him. Well, that's the thing. So when you have a villain that powerful, you have to think about how to utilize him. And the X-Men animated series utilizes him well because he gets trapped in time, right? And he's literally trapped in fucking time. He doesn't know where to go and how to, like, he, he, he wants to fuck shit over, but he doesn't know where to go and when to fuck shit over and what affects this and what affects that time-wise. Yeah. So when you provide this godlike you know, mutant or powerful villain like Thanos, let's say Thanos or Apocalypse, you need to give them then something that's beyond the heroes to combat themselves. Something that is tan not tangible, but something elemental like time, right? Like something that they can't fuck with. So that's why Thanos in the comic books is constantly trying to please death. Because death is elemental, even though death is a real woman in, in the fucking Marvel universe. I don't think Thanos death is, is powerful enough to um, to have the same problem as Apocalypse. Apocalypse can can just do anything with his mind, whereas Thanos is is able to use the glove gauntlet to to have a lot of like a lot of conceptual powers. But still, they're able to like the the Avengers and the Guardians. Half the Avengers and half the Guardians, or a couple are able to, and, and Dr. Strange are able to hold them off. Um, and of course, then, you know, use a plan to get the glove off, gauntlet off. But, <coughs> uh, uh, Apocalypse can just change all matter just by uh, instinctually thinking of it, and he can do it at a speed that's fast enough to get around Quicksilver. How do they defeat him? I feel like they just all, like, team up and punch him really hard. It was, it was the Phoenix. The Phoenix defeated him. It's Jean Grey. Has the Phoenix come out? Yeah, that's I think, and we talked about that thing in Dark Phoenix and how stupid it was that the fucking creators and the same fucking creatives that made Apocalypse also made Dark Phoenix, minus Brian Singer, literally, and yet somehow the Phoenix is the the factor that stops Apocalypse at the end of fucking X Men Apocalypse, but it's a, a an entity that doesn't exist within Jean Grey 
at the beginning of Dark Phoenix. Yeah, that's also... There's been missteps in their casting. I mean, they, they cast a boy as a girl... I mean, without knowing yeah. it, accidentally. They should uh, but, never but, have done that, right? Uh, Sansa is just flat-out bad casting uh, for, for Jane Grey. She does not mesh with the previous incarnation at all. And to have... I mean, the, the last movie just reminded us that, yes, Famke Jansen really is that Jean Grey. This is just her in a different timeline at a different nah, age. Dude, I don't think they ever casted Jean Grey honestly well. I don't think Famke Jansen and uh, Sophie Turner... Great actresses, and I think they're great in, in a lot of other things. Um, Sophie Turner, I think I've only seen actually maybe in Game of Thrones, but uh, I don't think either one of them are really the Jean Grey. Like, because Jean Grey, I know Jean Grey from the animated series, and so to me, I, I'm always thinking of, of a woman that's entirely helpless and constantly bemoaning Scott. Scott! And crying Scott. Yeah. So, like, unless there's a character doing that. I don't really feel that's a Jean Grey. I I still I still think we have yet to really see like a real a real good version, solid version of Jean Grey. So, but what is your a boys for Apocalypse? So you need to say it. Two. Yeah, you're right. Two. Ding ding ding. It was two. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's get out of it then. Let's get out of it. Let's get into something great. We we always do this. I mean, like we've, this is the second time we've gone through these exact movies again. I know, I know. But you have more to say, so which is kind of nice. Or you have more to elaborate on. I'm we trying. Really I'm trying to talk. I don't really care about this franchise anymore. It's so dead. It's over. Well, it's fucking done with the, the, the new mutants. Okay, Logan. We're almost done. We have three more left to go after Logan. Logan, I gave four point five out of five boys. And having finished now since last time we talked about, it, I finished Logan Noir. Uh, it's, it looks great in black and white, just like blood and chrome looks great in black and white. Um, so because they color timed it for black and white, it looked good. Um, I really like Logan. Felk, what'd you give it? I'm also split on this because again, why make a point of bringing back Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman? But obviously, I mean, they could have just, they didn't need Patrick Stewart to make an old man Logan story. They did the two of them because they've kind of been the, the, the two main you know actors associated with the franchise and ian mckellen uh but uh, why do why bother because it's the alternate it's the alternate apocalypse why bother uh going to the 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 point of using a time travel movie to unify two different castings that's a different that's x-men prime you're not looking at x-men beta okay so x-men prime which is x-men x2 x-men the last stand and eventually works its way into X-Men Days of Future Past. That's that's one universe. X-Men Apocalypse that came from X-Men First Class, that X-Men Apocalypse plays into Logan. So the, the future of Logan is directly the future of X-Men Apocalypse. No, the future of Apocalypse is the future you see at the end of Days of Future Past. The happy no, future. no, no, they're different. No, that's Ap- that's continuing. Apocalypse goes on to a whole is in a whole nother uh, uh, time uh, uh, universe. It's a it's a different it's no. a different world. W- where's this coming yeah. from? It's it's set up in the movie. That, it's like- all because of Essex Corporation. So Essex Corporation is the through line in this other version. So there was there. We're going to talk about this in New Mutants. No, the Essex, Essex Corporation doesn't change time. It's never. Essex, no, Essex Core is only for X Men Beta timeline. Because this is your f- this is a time- fan theory. We're, we're, I, this is a fan theory. Okay, yes. there. So I, I just debunked it all. No, 
That look, doesn't debunk it. No, it's yes, it does because it's a fan theory. We no, did a look, whole episode right. about you're, you're how using, fan theories saying, are sometimes you're saying, confirmed. You're saying prime timeline, alternate timeline. All right, yeah. we all know where that's coming from. Is prime timeline and the Kelvin timeline? JJ Abrams. Yes, JJ Abrams. No, let me finish. JJ Abrams. We leave this all in. We can't fucking clean up us talking over each other. I know. Logan is Kelvin. Logan is Kelvin. Yes, but in the fucking movie, JJ was smart enough to at least have the characters literally spell that out to us. This yes, is a different timeline, everybody. It changed. But X Men has never gotten the timeline canon proper, so they just fuck it all up constantly. You can't expect them to think it out. They never thought it out. Logan does not. All right, I, I would say Logan doesn't take place in an alternate timeline, but like we we don't know. Like the, the future of Days of Future Past does not lead into Logan in any capacity. Yet Correct. that is the one timeline. Maybe Logan was the original future. Oh no, wait, we saw the original future. It was the future of the beginning of Days of Future Past. It's it's the future that takes place. So or the end of future, future Past. ends in the the future in Logan. Logan was them saying, "Fuck it, we don't really care anymore." X Men Apocalypse. We're gonna, we're gonna keep casting continuity and confuse the fuck out of you by having references to the original movie and all kinds of other shit that just confuses everybody like why is why the fuck is logan taking care of of professor x in the first place when scott summers would be the one maybe he died when he, he died. had a seizure and now logan was the only one who survived or whatever okay he but is. that didn't happen and it, you have two endings for your different timelines and that yet you didn't throw a movie that takes place in a future that doesn't line up with either of them i i they, they needed to have like a black label or something, or a what if? Yes. It, it needed a, a what? What you're just inserting yourself and keeping yourself sane, going through this timeline by saying there's a B timeline. There uh, is a B timeline. But but it, but the only thing that creates new timelines is time travel. So what time travel created this new timeline? Days of Future Past. No, that no no. Because Days of Future Past, we, we saw the timeline it created. It changed it. When Wolverine goes back to the 70s, mutants alert themselves to the entire world in the 70s. We know mutants didn't alert themselves until after the events of X-Men. It was the events of the Statue of Liberty in the movie X-Men in 2000, which was supposed to take place in 2003-2005. That movie is when mutants were alerted to society as X-Men. But Magneto makes it known in the 70s, and that's where those timeline splits. So... X-Men Apocalypse ends with an Easter egg. We're kind of getting into stuff we're going to talk about New Mutants, but we'll talk about it now. X-Men Apocalypse ends with an Easter egg end credit sequence where Essex Corp is going and getting the DNA, the blood samples from Wolverine from the attack in the Striker base at Alkali Lake. Yeah, I know. We also know at Logan that Alkali Transigen is the name of the company that is doing all the testing and created X-23. They created X-23 from the blood actually taken at Alkali Lake's experiment on Wolverine from the blood and uh, the end credit scene at Apocalypse. That leads into that actually leads into the new mutants because Logan's Alkali Transigen uh, research lab in Mexico City is uh, shows up in the new mutants and the way Danny Moonstar actually has like her. You're psionic. still not telling me what event, what time travel event calls this third. Uh... When when Wolverine went back in time to the 70s and then his interactions with. Magneto and Professor, Professor X led to Professor X exposing mutants to the world earlier than expected. That that by like thirty that, years that created the happy timeline at the end of Days of Future Past. But then eventually led to Logan and also the the New Mutants timeline. But the timing doesn't add up. The fucking seizure happened before uh, that uh, that ha happy ending timeline would have taken place, which is supposed to be twenty thirty two, I believe. Wait, 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 wait. Which seizure? 
in the backstory in Logan, it, it's you're talking uh, about Logan's seizure. Okay, yes, all right. No, no, in the so, backstory before the events of Logan, right, it's I know, I know what you mean. Yes, yes. Charles Xavier about had a, yeah had, had a seizure. So Logan is referring. Remember, we talked about this last time. So since then, I've I've actually looked into this a little bit more. So where I'm getting all this random timeline information from. So because we we actually talked about this just so briefly, I actually was curious. So we talked about in Logan how Logan cherry picks parts of X Men, leaves out X two, but actually then takes X Men the last stand. Like, literally leaves out almost all of X2. Um, and so some of that's because some of the events of X-Men and some of the events of X-Men Last Stand still occurred it, no matter what. It's like, it's like the way that the, uh, the, uh, the scientists are yeah, determined yeah, right. that, that time travel is possible because the grandfather paradox is not real and that you can't get around it. And what they've determined is that if you go back in time, time will still correct itself in some way to have certain events occur. Right. So certain events still occur, right? X-Men being the Statue of Liberty moment, potentially. X-Men The Last Stand being the fact of uh, Jean Grey having the Dark Phoenix in her and wiping out, you know, people on Alcatraz. Maybe those events all still occurred. And that's why. And so that's what happens in the beta timeline. No, my but point the beta is that the happy timeline, timeline doesn't Corp. line up with the, the Days of Future Past timeline. There's no but indication that But the beta timeline has the SX Corp. SX Corp is the through line. Mr. Are you saying that is, Mr. Sinister traveled through yes. time and changed the past? No, I'm saying Mr. Sinister is just the through line in the beta timeline, and he was never a through line in the in the alpha timeline. No, Mr. Sinister timeline. started in like the 1800s. Right, but we never we never we never got into him in the other timeline. So I'm just saying that you can see that the clear example that Fox was trying to do a Thanos thing, an Infinity Gauntlet thing. It was that they were dropping hints about Mr. Sinister throughout all the movies. No, oh, yeah, Literally, no, Mr. without Sin question, they intended to. They so, didn't know they're they getting started, bought by fucking Disney. They started an apocalypse doing that, and I, and then every movie after that, with the exception of Dark Phoenix, has a reference to Mr. Sinister. Yes, I'm aware. So that's that's what I'm saying. Like when they ap apocalypse takes place after Days of Future Past, so that's why everything in apocalypse is a different branch off of time at this point. All right, whatever. I don't care anymore. I don't care about it this franchise really matter, anymore. It doesn't really matter, does it? So wait, what was your... What matters was your to you, apparently. Logan? What was your boys for Logan, though? I, 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 it, it changed over the years. I walked out of it thinking it was, it was a, a really beautiful film but frustrated by the uh, lack of continuity. Um, and I saw it with Corey, who doesn't... He, like, he, he didn't know that there was continuity problems. He doesn't remember these fucking movies. And I don't think he'd even seen Days of Future Past. So for him, having seen, like, the first three movies and maybe first class, he sees Logan and goes, that was great and awesome and beautiful. And I'm like, it contradicted the last three movies. Uh, so so I, I, that, that was a problem for me. And I felt like Logan was for the casual fans who are aware of it, not the people who pay attention and, like, line up the shit, so... James Mangold. James Mangold is a casual fan, right? He didn't give a shit. He, he loves the character, and he liked working with you, I think. Exactly. Uh, so, I, I don't think he... No, I don't think he, he, he minded that he was causing all kinds of... I, I don't... What did I give Logan? I think I'll give it two... I'll give it three. I'll give it three. You gave it four out of five, boys. It's, it's diminished. Also, having young Logan be the villain for Logan was stupid. The clone Yo Logan is a bad idea. It's Superman 3 it's all over It's super again. stupid. It's literally the reason why I gave it a half a boy off. It's just the entire concept of the, of the, the end-all, be-all bad boy is, is the clone of Logan just pissed me off. Yeah, it didn't work at all. It didn't work at all. It's, it's the only thing for me that makes that movie not perfect. All right, Deadpool 2. Um, we have a spoiler cast about this. Go check it out. And I will give it a 
four out of five boys. I originally gave it a 3.5 out of five boys. I definitely upped it to four out of five boys. Felk, what did you give it? Uh, I don't remember. Two and a half? Yeah. Well, first you gave it three and a half, and then you ended on two and a half. Yeah. That, the more I, if I ever watched Deadpool 2 again, it'll lower again because I just don't fucking care. <laughs> you know what Deadpools have that I really love? It's not just Ryan Reynolds. It's I love their their uh, incarnation of Colossus. What's the name of the dude from uh, Silicon Valley who like did a bomb threat and now no one will hire him anymore? He's in Deadpool, oh, of course. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah, but do you not like Colossus? Who cares about T.J. Miller? I care about T.J. Miller. It's how often does somebody with a career like that just do the Call weirdest do the weirdest shit and ruin <laughs> their life? Yeah, really. It is odd. Um, I will say that it was interesting that all of his, like, you know, his, the Me Too moment that hit him just fizzled out and nothing came it. Because it wasn't, he wasn't, was I think real? he was just schizophrenic and also, like, maybe genuinely disturbed. And it maybe wasn't that he was a sex predator so much. He was just, he he was, had, like, disassociative disorder or whatever. He has fucking issues. Mm. And, and instead we just, like, were like, oh, we canceled him. Like, oh, what did he do? Did he sexually harass or get accused of sexually assaulting somebody? Or like, no, he called him the bomb threat. It's like, why is he no, on no, me he's too? Sexually, he's sexually harassed or assaulted. Yeah, yeah, he somebody. did, and, and I, I don't know the details of it. I just think it like, was like a, it was a date gone bad. It sounded a lot like a Z's uh, Ansari situation. And I remember when I saw Aziz at the counter in uh, Studio City, I was like, Aziz, sorry to hear how you raped all these women. And he was just like, thanks, man. But like, <laughs> did, did he rape you? Did he try? <laughs> And then he took me to the bathroom and shoved his hands in my mouth. Um, but, yeah, when you listen to Aziz's story, you listen to T.J. Miller's story, you're just like, oh, these are dudes that, like like Will Smith, just have stepped up their sex game because they've done a lot of holes. I don't think there. Aziz and Sorry has done many holes. Oh, I think Aziz did a lot of holes. And he did a lot of Democrat holes, I think, too. Like, I think he found as many damn holes as he could. And he shoved his dick and hands in there as many times as he could. All right, let's finish Allegedly. up with Deadpool 2. I, 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 I laughed a couple of times, but honestly... I laughed a lot. The, the, uh, the character is stretching thin at this in Deadpool 2, I thought. I, I, and I said I bought every version of it. I got the Sue Duper cut. I got the Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> I love this fucking movie. I really liked it. All right. And then also we did a podcast about uh, Dark Phoenix. And we're going to burn through this one as well. 3.5 out of 5 boys for me. Felk, what did you give it? Probably one. You did. Ding, ding, ding. One out of five boys. I don't know how Here's the, the fuck you think that's a 3 out of 5 movie, but that's fine. Felk. Felt you, I liked it. I actually liked I, three point five out of five boys. I fucking love Dark Phoenix. I that's that's a love. That's a love. That's not a. That's not like. I don't remember it. it. I was so goddamn bored. Dude, Hans Zimmer crushed it with the score, and I actually dug the way the story was developing. I thought Simon Kinberg did a fairly good movie, to be honest. And I think the movie's not perfect, but the the opening is rocking, and the end is solid, and and the New York moment is weak. Um, oh, I remember. But, I, I called it a like going to a birthday party for a stillborn baby. Oh my God! Yeah, but you're That's talking what about I that felt because like the Fox had been sold like, to Disney. The 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 movie ends. The movie ends with the fucking like that that it, that tease of like, look, the phoenix is in the sky. Who gives a shit? You'll yeah, never, never come back to this. You're not coming back to it. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, felt earlier you're upset. We spent too much time talking about the X Men series. Well, we didn't have spoiler cast for all the ones previous to these last two. That's why we. we it's always fun to talk about Logan, dude. We never did a Logan spoiler cast. Uh. It's fine. 
It's fine. All right, let's move on to the new mutants. Oh my God, it's here. It actually happened. A movie we thought we'd never see. Did you honestly ever think, Felk, you were going to see the new mutants? I, I thought it would become available. I never thought I would be someone who watched it, but then I fucking started a podcast with you, which was before New Mutants was shot, by the way, or after New Mutants was shot, we started this podcast. New Mutants yep. was shot before Dark Phoenix, right? I think so. Yes, yes. I, I, we can get into the release dates. It was stuff. supposed whole... to follow up Apocalypse, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I don't want to get into release date stuff now because I kind of want to just... It's been a while, so we should at least get into, like, our boys on the New Mutants. But um, I, I got to say, until COVID hit, I honestly did not think we were going to see the New Mutants. And when COVID hit, I went, okay, it's it's money in the bank because it's already produced finished content. That's Everyone needs that and wants. That's why we're getting Wonder Woman for Christmas, baby. So... No, that um, was going to come out in theaters. I, it I, I it is coming out in theaters. It's still coming out in theaters, Wonder Woman. Yeah, but who, like, what same no person? I'm, I'm going to go see it at the drive-in. For, I'm taking my whole family on Christmas Day. You, you could push three buttons and make it appear in your home. Yeah, but it's, no, there's something about the drive-in. It's fun. It's a, it's yeah. a great experience. All right, now we will finally discuss what we thought about the New Mutants. Yes, but after I pour myself a vodka and Coke and take some fentanyl. What? Why did you say we're back? Oh, I guess we're on the air. All right, I'm going to grab another beer, though. Dude, taking pills, baby. Getting wasted. Getting high. Getting low. Getting fucked up. I'm going to take this. Oh, yeah. And then suck this. Mmm... Are you really taking fentanyl? Oh, God. I need to swallow it. What? Yeah. Uh, and I'm hitting this J. Are, wait, are you really, you do fentanyl? Every night. It's how I go to sleep. Yeah. I'm assuming you don't really. No one just texted us. He did. I just saw that, too. What you, I don't know. I, was, I don't have my phone on me. I just saw it on my computer. I'm going to check it out. Let's see what it is. Let's check it out. We're still Check off it air. out live on the air. It's still no, we're still off live air. on the air. <coughs> What's Nolan's name? I don't know it's cropped. <laughs> he tried something and it didn't work. <laughs> he, he obviously tried to change uh, something to Falk, but then okay, there we go. He cut it off again. How they ruined the Falk finale? I think he's what he's trying to do. <laughs> What's he? What's he doing? I don't understand this. What's this joke he's doing? I don't know. <laughs> All right, none of that could be on the air. I mean, I guess it could, but who cares? Let's, let's, let's who do a clean it now. All right, time eight thirty-one. Forty-one. All right, now let's discuss. <laughs> let's. We're finally talking about the new mutants. Oh my god! Woo! Everything is kicking in now. Yeah, no. Holy shit! Do we want to discuss? All right, let's give it a rating. What did you give it again? Again, you've already, well, you've you're already right. rated before. I, I've kind of, I kind of rated it by saying it, it was similar to my review of Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp, I gave three out of five boys. Why did you just the say three mutant, out of five boys? <laughs> the New Mutants, I gave three out of five boys. Why, why'd you, why'd you like make it a fucking? What are you, what are you the Riddler? <laughs> yeah, I'm the fucking Riddler, and I've been fucking dropping riddle hints about what my New Mutants, my New Mutants reigns been because you know until Disney provided a safe way. 
for critics and proles, as you said earlier, Felk, to watch this movie, I was not going to review it. Okay. Even what though has I, I, four legs and ticks? That's my review of the fucking yep. uh, New Mutants that I saw in a drive-thru. How do you feel about that? A walking clock? Is it a walking clock? It's a walking clock. Bart, do you have some kind of walking clock? <laughs> no, do it's you? my dog. <laughs> well, Felk, I have some riddles for you. Okay. You ready? You ready? Some Riddler riddles. You ready? These are actual Riddler riddles? See what we do. Yeah, I have a million of eyes. I have millions of eyes. Yet I live in darkness. I have millions of ears, yet I only four lobes. I have no muscles, yet I rule two hemispheres. What am I? Bats? What is that a one? A brain. A brain. Oh, okay. A brain. What's that? Is that for forever? Uh, that's from If You're So Smart, Why Aren't You Rich? Okay. Animated series. All right. Uh, the forever ones are a lot easier. <laughs> It's like what, what what what's what has a red head and catches on fire when you strike it? A match? <laughs> Correct, Batman. I I actually prefer the riddles from uh, uh the sixty. Oh yeah, uh, ballpoint fucking banana. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, ballpoint gibberish. banana. Yeah, that's horrible. It's, just... it's like impossible. So yeah, three out of five boys for me for uh the new mutants. I thought it was uh yeah, it's all right. That's a generous. I'll give it one to half. What and a half? I mean, it's, I liked it. I'll say this. I liked it more than Dark Phoenix, actually. Because at least it gave me shit to look at. Namely, uh, oh. uh, the witch girl. Uh, but, like... Who's the witch girl? The girl from The Witch. Oh, the girl from... <laughs> I was, like, trying to think. Who's the witch girl in this story? Yeah, okay. Anya Joy... Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Something like that. Uh, Ileana Rasputin. Rasputina. Magic. Rasputina. Uh, Ileana Rasputina or Magic. Uh, or Illy. Or just Illy as they refer to her in the movie. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Movie sucked. <laughs> so 1.5 out of 5 boys is your is your boy on it. It felt like... Well, first of all, the third act does not work with the first two acts. It's a horror movie and then it's just like, ah, fuck it, X-Men movie. What are they fighting? Wolf. No. Bear. <laughs> It's right, like it, it doesn't seem like it had any uh, connective tissue to it at all. And the director is the director Josh Boone, the director of *The Fault in Our Stars*. You ever see that? Fuck no, I haven't. And uh, but I, I can great. say I can say it feels like a movie directed by the guy who made *A Fault in Our Stars*. That's the one where uh, Shailene Woodley's dying of cancer, right? I think everyone's dying of cancer in that movie. No, I think just she is. I don't think her boyfriend is. Because there is a movie. Honestly, I thought his best part of this film as the director was the moments when he was tying Rain and Danny together in the and like making them fall in love. I thought that shit actually worked really well, and I thought their scenes together worked really, really well. And I thought that's where the movie was its its best version. Um, the movie is different versions of different movies. Well, okay. When- Fox had issues with this movie in a lot of different ways and from a lot of different processes, pre-production. Production and then I think post production. I'm not sure if they had issues with production. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's it's not so bad that they really should have given it given like that much of shit. Like when they talk about like we need to reshoot the entire movie. Like why? Who fucking cares about the new? I can mutants? get into that. Actually, you want to know? No, 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 no. I, I we'll we'll deal with that when we get to it organically. But it's just it it uh, when I watch the movie, I t- like um, you mentioned Danny and Rain when they kiss. 
That's when I re- realized how fucking long ago they made this movie. Because I remember it being, it was like 20 fucking 16 or 17 where they're like, I remember articles being like, ah, the new mutants will finally have an LBGT relationship in it. But no. Felk, they did and they made it honest and real in the sense that it could not be cut out for Chinese audiences. That's, oh yeah, that's very true. That's very true. It wasn't two lesbians kissing in the background of one shot. It was, a, it was a key, it was the key Or just romantic... mentioning that Valkyrie is actually, you know, the dominant, you know, lesbian in, in a relationship. And she's the king instead of a queen. No, no, yeah, the subtle shit. I remember that being a thing because I saw it, when it was announced that like this movie will fin- finally have a a gay relationship, which I guess at that point in a comic book movie, this is the most front and center we've had it. But at the same time, it was kind of and hilarious. Organic and organic. It was hilarious that it was coming word. from the X Men franchise because if there's one thing I associate with the X Men franchise, it is gay. rock hard heterosexuality. Like there, there's, it's not like like the the directors uh, and and stars of the movie have been gay. I mean, I know you Jackman's quote unquote straight. We we all love you, you Jackman. Super Just straight. be yourself. Just be yourself. Fucking sing and dance and. Honestly, Hugh Jackman, if he came out as gay, I would love him more, and I would be more turned on by him. I wouldn't more love him more or less because it's a Schrodinger's cat situation. And oh he no, was I'd love him gay. more for being him. I love him more that he's able to enjoy himself more. I love him more for that he's more honest with himself. I love him more for him being right. more, you know. Sexual and sexualized. I I would love him more. Yeah, he might not be gay. My point is that the, the Tom Cruise. The, the franchise has been so gay friendly that it, it it was like, well, of course, like it almost feels like taking a victory lap at that point to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna have the fucking first like actual you gay. Think Malcolm X is rolling over in his grave after he was like at least you know like you know. Uh, analog, analog like uh, of uh, Malcolm off. X, right? And so, like, Malcolm X, uh, my understanding was, like, super homophobic. So do you think that would be, like, like Malcolm X would just be rolling over his gay, like, oh, my God, my story's been converted into a metaphor the for... The fuck like, are you talking about? Magneto being Malcolm X? Yeah. I, Magneto's Malcolm X, and, and Martin Luther King is Professor X. Oh, and you, you're suggesting that because he was homophobic, he would have a problem with a gay man playing in a... Uh, no, not only that, but like also having a white like man, a gay man direct it, having the whole the X Men movies are are essentially a metaphor for 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 gay acceptance and people being homophobic. I mean, the whole the whole thing with um Iceman's parents is that like they are like so homophobic when they're talking to him. Well, that movie was written by two gay boys who were also living but that's at my point, Brian's though, house. Right? Is that the X Men films have been, always been about like an analogy of of, of homosexuality? While yeah, the, the problem the problem is is that of civil rights. Yeah, the problem is is that New Mutants by by this point, gay marriage is legal and there and an LBGTQ character. Yeah, this is the first time it's been in uh the X-Men franchise and outside yeah. of a stupid cameo, it's really not in the uh directly stated in in the MCU, but it's it's literally in every single Netflix show that's currently in production has an LBGTQ character. Every single Amazon Prime show probably has one as well. It's good. The, the representation's there. Yeah, no, my point is it, it just seems kind of weird to be throwing it into this franchise in a way where it's like, you've always been the quote unquote 
uh, metaphor for gay rights. You've been since since the beginning. You've been like this is this is about right. gays, kind of secretly, right. but uh, but subtly in a way that still gets movie audiences to come. But and now, the final it, movie in the whole series. Now, yeah, th- th- like this series has outlived its purpose so much that when I saw two girls kiss, I'm like, wow, X Men franchise took fucking twenty years. To get to the state that literally every new franchise starts no. with on the ground level. It no, just, Star Wars does not have any LGBT like and so and so on letters. That started uh, in nineteen seventy seven. X Men started in two thousand when Will and Grace was on the air. Though, my point is, is that they probably should have had a gay character in the first movie. Or no. maybe just not in two thousand. They couldn't possibly do that then. Yes, they should have. I agree. I agree with the should have part. But they're, they're, I mean, Fox. I, I don't. I mean, studio heads in general probably were uncomfortable with upsetting Middle America. At that point, Middle America was not comfortable with gay to that level. I read an article. I forget it was on. It might have been on Gawker back in the heyday about somebody who you know. This would have been like two thousand eleven, twelve about uh, how the worst thing that ever happened to the gay scene in Hollywood was everybody coming out of the closet because we used to have these insane parties at fucking Roland Emmerich's house and Brian Singer's Mm. house with the red lighting Mm. and the thousands of boys and you had a secret password to get in. You had to know somebody to get in. But once everybody's like out and they're like, oh, your parents know you're gay. Why aren't you married yet? Meet that boy. Settle down. Like, you by by bringing it out of the shadows, they lost the ability to have their you know whatever the fuck Brian Singer was doing for all, so, all those years. And, felt, and, and um, like it's weird that the X Men franchise started in that time when Brian Singer yeah. was using his usual suspects clout to have boy orgies parties. and stuff and parties and yeah. boy orgies, inviting Ian McKellen and all those fucks too. Uh, all the like the old guard, like Kevin. the older men. And oh, Kevin, Kevin. Spa- oh, Kevin Spacey. And, 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 and poor Anthony Rapp, I think is the guy's name from Star Trek Discovery. Poor, oh, dude, are you kidding me? Poor Sean Ashmore and his twin. Poor Sean Ashmore and Sean Ashmore's twin. They probably oh, poor had to Michael do- Doherty too. Poor Michael Doherty did like no movie and then all of a sudden got to write Superman Returns and now he's directing, you know, Godzilla and Monsters or whatever and... Uh, he did Trick or Treat, which I fucking love. It's just funny and, that the X-Men... And Krampus, and he he got some out of nowhere. He started writing these movies, like Superman Returns. Nobody knows. Well, poor Michael Doherty also was there on those couches. He wrote X-Men 2. I think it. he wrote some of those films, yeah. Um, so, But to get off of, of no, that no, no, perspective no, no, no. on I, it... I, 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 you, you always try to bring, bring me onto a new topic, but I haven't actually made the point I was trying to make yet. No, you're done. You've made your point. Move on. No, my point is, is that... X-Men started at a time when, yeah, Brian was doing all that in the, 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 the shadows. And the X-Men okay. franchise... No, no! Yes. I'm trying to fucking make my point. You've interrupted no, me but five I want to talk about the shadows. I want to talk about the shadows. Those shadows, the streets, the clubs, the sex clubs. Um, I, I, it, it wasn't that long ago. It was still secret and fun and, and exciting. Um, I've been, I have like had lots of conversations... It was like the 2000s. It was still very exciting. It stopped right? around 2008 after the, the Bush administration. They, they, like, yeah. they, they tried to make it all very mainstream. Yes, let's and date as a result, it. people who wanted it. to do stuff in the secret, like Brian, kind of eventually after you know another se- he survived another seven years, and then he got kicked to the, to the side once everybody started saying like, correct, yeah, he 
tried to fuck me when I was 14. Like a lot of the boys at those parties were 15 or 14. It's like, okay, well now that we know this. So my point is that the, my point that I've tried to make three times now, and you've interrupted I me each time. I just wanted to date it. I needed to date it because you made it sound like it was the eighties or the nineties. And I, and like, I've spoken with lots of people who are no, like, I no, I specifically dude. was talking about the, when the, the first gay sex scene was fucking amazing in the oddies. I'm sure it was great. Well, the 80s and 90s, there was the AIDS scare, and then they just, once the condoms became mainstream enough, I think they were able to, you know, just use condoms and keep it going. But I, I, no, I'm ta- my point <laughs> is, is the, I, I sort of got, I, I, don't, don't say anything. My point is oh, that what? the X Men franchise was started. Brian got, he wasn't even like openly gay at that point, got the big movie for the X Men, even though he didn't care about the franchise or the characters. And then it ends. 20, mm-hmm. year, 20 years later, with the release of the second Stillborn movie, like uh, a movie that would, had uh, been on the shelves, comes out. It's finally got gay representation actually in the movie, but the gay director is out. I don't know if uh, Josh Boone is uh, gay, but like the Brian Singer will not get a chance to direct any more comic book movies or big budget movies, I don't think, Ever. in the future. <laughs> like, he's been cast to the side. But you've got two characters. I think Macy Williams is straight. She had a boyfriend. And, and probably the other girl is straight. You've got two straight girls pretending to be gay people in a movie, calling it progress, even though it's way behind the times for most franchises, except Marvel and Disney, except Marvel and Star Wars. And yet, all the actual gay people have been fired for their gay sex parties. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that Ian McKellen is probably still welcome, but I mean, they wouldn't have any use for him. But Brian Singer's I'm, not still welcome. I'm looking up to see if Blue if Blue Hunt is gay. Dan, who plays uh, Danny Moonstar? It'd be a lot easier if you just let me finish my points. That, that, I, that was 20 minutes ago. It was fine. It was good. I now liked it, it seems like I'm, I'm obsessed because I had to keep coming back to it. <laughs> now it sounds like I'm obsessed with the fucking gay, gay orgy scene from the fucking Felt late, you care so late much. You, you care so much. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, for for a, a film, you know, series that obviously, as we pointed out, it had many metaphors towards uh, homosexuality and homophobia. Um, I actually think it's great that they were able to, like, at least own it and earn it. I, th- I feel like to have gay characters in it. Yes. Does it feel like, like, a, like a the cop L out? word is the L words already existed for decades and, you know, lots of other shit like on Netflix, as you pointed out. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're late, but at least they came to it now, now then you know, never, I mean, I, I haven't I mean, watched I, like the umbrella Academy, but I, I assume Elliot's in that eight, eight, 80% of the characters are gay or queer or something on that show. Like, All of them. And, and, and on X Men, like we're supposed to believe that fucking Iceman played by Sean Asmore is straight. He's oh, of course so not really, because he was dating a boy in the second, in the third movie he was in. So he was I, dating I Elliot. think Sean Asmore is su- super straight, and he looks great, regardless. But um, or Iceman, I mean, is super straight. Sorry, Sean Asmore's gay. <laughs> Sean Asmore's openly gay. I know. I meant I meant Bobby Drake. Sorry. Okay. So first thing Bobby I Bobby Drake's gay, and I think movie, the current continuity too. By the way, we sent our boys for the New Mutants, didn't we? I don't fucking care. One. I think I gave it one boy. Maybe no. I'll give it one and a half. So it's better than Dark Phoenix. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't actually know if you actually said it. That's good. One I'm, and a half. I said one clarified. and a half. Okay. One and a half. All right. So um, when it comes to uh, you know. 
Fox Men films and whatnot. We've gotten every single one of them with a 20th Century Fox opening animation card. And uh, this time, we got a 20th Century Studios animation card. What's interesting is that Call of the Wild in 1935 was the last film released before 20th Century Fox was made by uh, by 20th Century Pictures and Fox Film Merger. Yeah. And Call of the Wild 2020 was the first film released after 20th Century Fox acquisition by Disney. What's odd is that how somehow Call of the Wild bookends the existence of 20th Century Fox. Wait, is Call of the Wild the Harrison Ford dog movie? Yes, it is. Then what's the movie I, they were put? That's the CG dog. What's the movie they were pushing the dog into the pool of water for? Uh, that was uh, a dog's purpose or dog's journey. Okay. I'm not sure which one of those. Those are two different films, and they're actually sequels. One's a sequel of the other one. I'm not sure the order, though. Um, but uh, a call, call of the Wild That's was Dennis one Quaid, where, right? Dennis Quaid. Yes, Dennis Quaid. Okay. Call of the Wild is Harrison Ford acting against Terry Notary, who's pretending to be a dog the entire time. It's actually fucking good. It's good. I was, I was, I enjoyed Call of the Wild a lot more than I enjoyed the New Mutants. Is that on Disney Plus? No, it's it's not. A, uh, maybe it is. I don't think. It, but it was a 20th Century Studios. Release. I think it's on Disney know. Plus. Check it out. It was actually not bad. And we, here's my favorite I part. Don't have Disney my Plus. wife and I got drunk watching it with the kids because we kept drinking every time. It was hilarious that Harrison <laughs> your Ford wife and you got drunk a... and your kids did not get drunk. <laughs> no, they did not. Yeah, because uh, we were drinking and taking little sips of our eggnog every time uh, Harrison Ford was talking to a human Terry notary. What do, you, what do you put in eggnog? You put brandy or you put you put brandy or you put rum in your eggnog. Rum. We're a rum family. Okay. And actually, um, and uh, I'm a black Kraken man, honestly. Release the Kraken, everybody. Absolutely. Any day now. So Call of the Wild, uh, I, I, I give that like a four out of five. <laughs> I recommend that over the I haven't seen either of them. About. I, I, Dude, it's hilarious watching him ha hang out with a CGI dog that's a real human. There's a point where Harrison Ford's like hugging a human, pretending it's a dog, just because Harrison Ford did not want to go film this movie in Alaska. And so he they did not want to do the amount studio. of takes that would require a real dog. Yeah, so he did it. So he did it in a studio down the street from his house in L.A. Rather than flying to Alaska and filming with a real dog. Which, by the way, after I watched Call of the Wild, I turned on Iron Will. No, I didn't. I turned on White Fang with Ethan Hawke and watched that next. And the beginning of White Fang actually has a reference to Buck, the dog from Call of the Wild. I loved it. That's I interesting. loved it. I don't really give a shit about any of that. None of that has to do with New Mutants. None of it did, but other than the 20th Century Studios opening. Felt, uh, I guess you, Macy Williams does become a dog. She becomes Wolf. a dog. Felt, but did you enjoy that there was no X turning red or hanging out longer than any other letter before fading away? No, I like that studios. shit. I like that stuff. I like the fucking I loved theme. It. I love that X. Uh, that X is my favorite fucking thing. It's stupid. Yeah. It's a terrible theme. I love it, and um, I also I didn't like that there was no tunnel that we were you know flying through for the opening of the New Mutants. I'm like, where's my tunnel? Where's my metal tunnels? This is less <laughs> an X Men movie than Deadpool two. I mean, there, there's very like there's very little references to it. It reminded me of the Netflix Marvel shows first season where people would be like, oh, the guy with the hammer and the flag waver, and it's like, why why, not, why can't you just say Captain America and Thor? Like, Dude, well, why do you, why do you keep calling it the uh, like the event that happened? Like, you say the Chitauri alien invasion. It's really weird. Like, they would talk yeah. about the X Men being like heroes, and I'm like, look, they were heroes, I guess, in the Dark Phoenix timeline, which is like, guess what timeline we're in now. Uh, yep. But uh, like, they were they weren't really heroes or respected, but maybe they were by mutants, and really it doesn't fucking matter because there is no tie in with the previous franchise 
None. And there's also no real setup for sequels either. It's really weird. It's like a self-contained so, movie. We might as well get to that now then, okay? So, um, yeah, this film had a, a very torrid release uh, career. Um, so the film was originally set to be released in April 13th, 2018. Original re- that's the original release date. It got moved uh, because Deadpool 2 was being released in May 18th, 2018. So they felt April was too close to May. So they pushed it to February 22nd, 2019. Now... Let's go back and talk about the movie and how it was kind of developed. So Fox hated the original script from director Josh Boone. They, it was set immediately following the events of X-Men Apocalypse in the 1980s. That eventually would change because X-Men Apocalypse did so poorly. Professor X would actually bookend the film. Now, was that like it would have been James McAvoy, I think, not Patrick Stewart. And would that have been a voiceover? Probably. It would not have been an actual Professor X on screen. And then Fox could not understand why Josh Boone wanted Storm to be essentially Dr. Cecilia Ray's and torture the kids. It didn't make sense to the Fox executives. Nor, nor well, to me. No, didn't, nobody, really. It didn't seem like Josh Boone was like understanding the films and that were preceded it and was just trolling. It was weird. Um, so Josh Boone, by the way, Felk, wrote this movie with um, – what the fuck's his name? I saw it in the, and I saw it in the credits, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Nate Lee, but Nate spelled K N A T E, K N A T E for Nate. What the fuck? So I looked him up. The dude's like ten. He's like fucking ten years old. He's this fucking like white privileged fucking dude. It's like one of the greasiest motherfuckers you've ever seen. Looks like a surfer, bro. But like he just keeps failing up. He's done like nothing. He did Jackass 3D and Jackass 3.5. He's like the writer. Of Jackass 3D and 3.5, and then he did like some other small things, and he just fucking all of a sudden does the New Mutants. It's one of those weird things where it's like, how do some of these writers end up making these X Men films? I gay do not sex, Ballard. It. Oh, what is gay sex? And he looks like a twink. Oh, that's weird. Nate Lee, Nate Lee. Like, okay. Well, anyways, I don't allegedly, allegedly. I mean, no, it's so, not allegedly. Fucking the 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 writers for a fucking X Men <laughs> Two stayed at Brian Singer's house. And like slept, yeah. slept on his couch. They didn't sleep yeah. on his fucking couch, but no, like, they the, didn't. The rest of it's true. And the fact that like he's like, yeah, I'll, I mean, you guys wrote a script. It's pretty good. I, I'll pay you money. You'll have sex with me, and you'll also write the script. They they slept at the pool house, or they slept in the pool. Um. So yeah. So the next thing that really kind of starts happening is um the film is shot. Because the Fox and uh, Josh Boone and Nate Lee figure out the script together, and they go to shoot the movie, and they shoot the movie. Essentially, we see now what happens though is, uh oh, it chapter one comes out in 2017 and fucks everything up. Everyone loves it chapter one. It's dealing with kids, it's horror, and all of a sudden Fox, who loved the initial cut of the New Mutants, and it tested well, all of a sudden goes, we need this to be more horror. We need a horror movie. And then the, and then all of a sudden, you know when you're like working in productions, Felk, and you'll understand this because you've worked in enough productions, that when you have something that isn't exactly what all of a sudden some higher up wants, it just becomes garbage. Even though it tested well or everyone else loved it, it just becomes garbage all of a sudden. It's not good anymore because it's not it chapter one, right? Or it's not whatever the executive producers wanted. So – Fucking New Mutants gets massive reshoot set up for it. They want to reshoot the entire fucking movie. This is why they originally pushed it to February 22nd, 
2019. I can't really now, envision it not as a horror movie, though. Because to it, me, though, the entire movie reminded me of uh, Glass, because it's a horror movie set with super characters in a fucking mental institution the entire movie. Right. Or split in, in some way, I guess. Um, setting up the villain, at least. No, so, no, the villain being the, the psychiatrist of a like specialty fucking... Mental uh, institution. Oh, yeah, I guess, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, the uh, character that... Spoilers um, for Glass. Yeah, spoilers. Nah, that's kind of given in the... You kind it's of pretty clear. I mean, it's pretty clear in this... I mean, it's supposed to be... It's a spoiler for this movie that she's a fucking the villain. You're supposed to think... She, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Alice Braga? Braga? Elish Braga. Yeah, she's yep. uh, bad in ever. Like, I know her from two movies, which oh, is Predators her. and I Am Legend, and she's bad in both of them. She's great in City of God. I don't know what no City of God is. Um, she's great in it. So anyways, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix ends up uh, having an original release date of June 7th, 2019. And then it gets shifted. Um, oh, no, sorry. Uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix eventually was released on June 7th, 2019. But what happened was is X-Men Dark Phoenix's original release date was November 2nd, 2018. And then it was moved for reshoots to February 14th, 2019. And because they couldn't meet the February 14th date with enough uh, effects done for the reshoots, they, quote-unquote, they pushed it to the actual release date of June 7th, 2019. Now, the re reality here is that in March of 2019, Disney buys Fox. And Disney comes to the Dark Phoenix movie and says, guess what you can't do? This, this, and this, and this because X-Men's dying. Bye-bye. Get rid of these things. Reshoot this movie. Make it a part one only and not a part one with a part two. So Dark Phoenix has to get rid of all the allusions to a part two. That, or, well, you know, all the Easter eggs and all that stuff that would lead to a part two. They had to cut them out and do some reshoots to be able to make the movie tighten and work along with reshoots because the movie was too similar to Captain Marvel. Now, at the same time, New Mutants is getting the exact same marching orders. Cut out any continuation of storyline cliffhangers, uh, plots that will need to be wrapped up in other films, um, Easter eggs, end credit sequences. Get rid of them. So New Mutants is doing that too. So New Mutants all of a sudden now has to go from February 22nd, 2019 because now at this time X-Men Dark Phoenix is going to February 14th, 2019. New Mutants gets to, moves to August 2nd, 2019. Now like we talked about, Dark Phoenix eventually goes to June. Now Disney delays... New Mutants, August 2nd release date because of the acquisition to Fox in the March 20th, 2019. So because of that, Disney then pushes the New Mutants to April 3rd, 2020, where they can finally get marketing around it because they have too many balls in the air and they're juggling all this shit. Well, COVID fucking 19 happens and now Disney has to push the New Mutants to August 28th, 2020 and they don't give a fuck they're far enough away from April. They're far enough away from the beginning of quarantine. They don't give a shit. Theaters are supposed to be opening up. Christopher Nolan's Tenet's coming out. Whatever. We need to get something out there, too. And they push the movie. And the movie drops. So that all happens because Fox wanted to reshoot literally the whole movie. Couldn't reshoot the movie. Disney wouldn't let them do any pickups for end credit sequences and allow them to do any additional photography. So they released the film. That actually Fox hated. Josh Boone gets to release the version he wanted in the end. All he had to do was cut out any references to a larger X-Men universe or any loose ends for a sequel. That was it. So we actually saw Josh Boone's version. Good for Josh Boone. 
He did it! <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That was a lot of fucking facts about the production history of New Mutants that I'm sure you've heard on other podcasts or no. saw another article. You, no. But you pieced that, you wrote that yourself? You yes. did all the journalism yourself? I wrote all this. Okay, most people just say this. So New Mutants had like a trouble release dates. It was supposed to release April 13th and got released on August 28th. Like, I'm just like, no, no, no. So you, you gotta figure you out what the together, fuck actually happened. You pieced together multiple news articles to create a structured timeline of what happened yes. to New Mutants on your own. I did, yes, I did. Congratulations, well, I, I guess. I, yay! I don't I give. I, I could not care less lines. about the what, why the New Mutants was delayed. Outside red of red rope everywhere. It's just, it's just, uh, it, it, it's such a mediocre movie, and and it ties in so little to a franchise that while it has significance, is also dead. So there's there's like yeah. there's literally no point to seeing or watching the New Mutants if it weren't for the COVID shit. I I would not have cared. I would not have bothered seeing it in theaters. Certainly. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I didn't see it in theaters. The background behind it and how it's released is more entertaining than the movie itself. Doctor Celia Ray's who you were talking about. Her powers force fields. Um, yeah. She's not good in it. Yeah, she's not a good character. On top of that, Cecilia Reyes is a good hero in the actual comics, and they turned her for some reason into a villain in this. I don't fucking read the New Mutants comics, honestly. I don't. I'm just. I, I know this through whatever news sources I've read this shit through. But like, Cecilia Reyes is a hero. It's weird that they make her a villain. But then she works for Nathaniel Essex, right, Mister Sinister, the Essex Corp, uh, Essex Corporation. And we have this setup, as we talked about earlier. We have the end credit scene with the Essex briefcase in X-Men Apocalypse, where they get the vial and the DNA from Logan to make X-23. In Logan, we have Alkali Transigen uh, retconned in the New Mutants as being part of Mr. Sinister's, uh, you know, shit. And Deadpool 2 has the Essex house for mutant rehabilitation. So other than Dark Phoenix, there was this Mr. Sinister line through all the films, but it's for fucking nothing. No, because they never even cast uh, Mr. Sinister. They never cast Mr. Sinister. Why the fuck would you not cast Mr. Sinister ever? Why are you spending three films setting up Mr. Sinister? He's not Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet. He's actually, I mean, Apocalypse is more the significant character. Sinister is more of his kind of like henchman. Well, Sinister should have been set up way before Apocalypse got dropped on us too, in in fact. Like, when you have Jean Grey and Scott Summers, that's when you should have done Mr. Sinister. Like, it doesn't make sense. He he fucks with people's DNA. He loves fucking with their DNA because they're such fucking powerful mutants. It doesn't make sense that he's just this Is cable. He makes cable background. from Gene and Scott, right? That's that's yes. Yeah, yes. and then he's, of course they Nathan, have Nathan Summers. Cables and you know the the wrong side of the franchise. I don't. Know. I don't fucking yep. care. Just, just keep talking about it. I, but I, Mr. Sinister is just like he's not a character that you allude to. He's not. He's not Galacticus, right? He's 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 not this. He's not this overarching villain. And it was funny and weird that they were trying to like set this guy up as a background Saruman. What right? Like he's essentially like he's he's like, he's playing the puppets in the background he's pulling all the strings and making everything happen yeah and, don't do that don't do that unless you intended happened. to do that from the beginning 
Bond did that too with Blofeld and Spectre. And it's like, I've been here since the beginning. No, you fucking haven't, Christoph Waltz. They just came up with adding you in, in this movie. Yep. And every yep. all they're just bending the story of the previous movies. And like, hey, it, which is hard because nobody fucking remembers the plot of Quantum of Solace. I know you do, but most people don't remember its villain or any of that stuff. So it's like, you know, you're, you're retconning it. And, and all, like all the, if they were going to be like, Mr. Sinister was there since well before the events of the first X-Men movie. Which also may or may not have happened. Now, like I don't know what the, the end game was with uh, Mr. Sinister outside of probably a lot of concept art and like, oh, we can get we can get this guy, we can get we can get Bradley Cooper, maybe we can get fucking Nick Cage, not Nick Cage. Nick uh, Cage would be a great Mr. Sinister. Uh, I, I I remember Jason Isaacs was like part, was in costume or, or fan art for him and being like, oh yeah, he looks pretty good, but he's not famous enough, and that wasn't like. When he was when he was still in movies, what Black Hawk Down like two thousand two? No, no, no. It would have been it would have been after the trilogy once they were doing the uh, in like the X Men Origins days because Sin- Sinister ah. was gonna was gonna factor into the X Men Origins Magneto script in some capacity. It, I don't think it was originally. Uh, what is it, Sebastian Stan? What is his name? <laughs> Sebastian Stan, yeah. For you mean Winter Soldier? No, no, no. For uh, the the villain from X Men First Class, Kevin Bacon's character. Oh, uh, the Hellfire Club. Oh, yes. Um, fuck. What is uh, yeah. Kevin Bacon's name? Something in that? Sebastian, right? Or, or yeah, I don't Bastion? Think, I, I don't Call think it's my Bastion. name. Call my. That's that's Bastian. Bastian. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, I, I. Oh God, why am I trying to blame? Why does X Men Gay name? Marriage come up when I type an X? <laughs> what have you been googling? X-Men gay marriage? What the fuck? What? Uh, maybe it's just something people have been been, uh, been doing. Uh, uh, Sebastian Shaw. I was right. Okay, good. Okay, it was good. Sebastian. Man, why did I draw a blank on that? I, I, I'm still not remembering it. Like, as you're saying it, I'm not remembering it. It's Kevin Bacon. Too high. I'm too fucked movie. up on, on drugs and I'm, alcohol. I'm, right look, the alcohol's kicking in. I don't want to talk about first class. Do We're it. almost done, actually. No, I liked... Okay, my problem here's a here's a I, I liked I like I, I think the witch girl is attractive. Her eyes are are far apart. They're too far apart. It's weird. Anya. Her it, it's like it, it, it's it's like she's been photoshopped in every shot. And seeing her with a Russian accent or hearing her with a Russian accent was weird because it's like, well, is she American? And been I, I, I don't I don't know what her actual accent is, but her Russians it seems like she really studied and try to get a really accurate Russian accent, which is weird because you're in the franchise that has at least five chosen the side. Fucking Holly she's Berry's. Argentinian British actress, but she's American born. Okay, that's interesting. Well, her accent was very good, and she she thoroughly conveyed Russian. Well, you she know, is a great actress. There are years and years and years of work for her. Yeah, yeah. Everybody likes that chess show she's on. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I haven't watched it, but I saw that on Netflix. Apparently, it's, yeah, right? it's Netflix. It's really trending. Queen's yeah. Gambit, it's called. Dude, she was honestly amazing in The Witch, and I thought she was great in Split, and I liked her as Illy, Magic, whatever. Yeah. Um, her, her Ildritch Armor, I think is what it's called in the comics. I looked this up. And her Soul Sword <laughs> is also what it's referred to. Look awesome! It actually yeah, but they're wrong awesome. for X Men. It's like okay, all right. I, I looked. I I looked into the character of magic. I love the magic being added. By the way, just so we're clear here, I looked into the character of magic with a K because I was like, what she look like in the fucking movies or the comic books? I mean, the answer, of course, is much sluttier 
because she's always she's wearing like a very skimpy like leather like bikini. She bottom. reminded me in the comics of like Angela from Spawn. She's not that over the top sexualized, but she wears like booty shorts and like a sports bra, and then but then the eldritch armor on her arm and the sword are more or less accurate to how, how they're depicted in the comics. The problem she is she does go full armor. She can go full armor in the comics, apparently. Well, I mean, if they had the budget, maybe she would have done the movie too. But the problem is, is that <laughs> well, version two, right? When she fights even a, the d- double plus demon bear. I, I, I just called. looked up like covers of stuff she's in. One I saw, she's like one is like she she uh, works with this temporarily fills in as like sorcerer supreme, and I'm like, oh right, because in the comic book she exists in a world that has fucking Doctor Strange in it. That's and awesome. It's, ha- has Loki in it? Has actual magic. So I would love Anya Taylor-Joy to play Ruth Benedict Cumberpatch. That would have been fun. To, well, like, in the in the world of the comics, it's drawing from those two characters interact because they're both yeah. using mutants. She just has a mutant ability that enhances her ability to use magic, but she actually can use actual magic in the comics because she... Because there's magic in the fucking world that the X-Men <laughs> exists in the comics. Because Disney was smart to get rid of all extending canon to other x-men films because if this was a hit which it wasn't but actually this is a hit now digital and it was not a hit in uh theaters and how could it have been but yeah but it's a huge hit digitally it's it's topping fandango now and voodoo's charts but um if this is a huge hit yeah, it's truly. That's it's, it's oh right because the actually, real. Well, yeah, that, that that's what people use as the indicators because the real serving size, Apple and Amazon don't release their numbers. Correct. Yeah, and also there's there's just no movies in theaters for other numbers to come. Yeah, out. the box so, office is, is reported by the Theater Owners Association, yep. and of course, so Voodoo the, and Fandango now are your only way to find out how things are doing really well, other than like the Redbox maybe Redbox releases their data. Redbox, um, but Voodoo and Fandango both had New Mutants as number one for the last week, and. Um, and that's great. That's a good sign. But what Disney has here is a small opportunity to turn these characters into an MCU uh, characters. These could be the, technically the yeah. end of Fox Men and the beginning of MCU X Men. They won't, of course. They won't. They won't. There, and there's and, and even though these people, these actors, have the best chance of all X Men other than Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is a shoe in, of course. But other than every other X Men, these New Mutant actors have the best chance of making their way into MCU. It still probably will not happen. Yeah, well, but the one that they're they're potentially most likely to keep is Ryan Reynolds because he's already definitely is, no. They they've said they are keeping him, yeah. and they are doing a Deadpool three apparently with him. Yeah, that which that's fine because there's no continuity there, and they're about to fuck it up with multiverses anyway. So I, it, in a little bit, it won't matter as soon as yep. they can get the next Doctor Strange and and uh, who's going to do multiverse right though? Is it going to be DC or MCU? DC's not doing anything. So like, DC no, is they're doing they're doing a multiverse with Snyder Cut and with the Flashpoint coming up and Wonder Woman eighty four and they're apparently they're doing you know the Tim Burton Batman in Flashpoint like that's they're clearly doing multiverse. No, that's right a there. retcon. Whereas with Marvel, it's 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 a forward thinking con. It's a forward con right. to to, right. to, to, to bring yeah to to bring in you know shit Good they point. otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Uh, Good point. Because now, because because I mean, whatever the third Spider-Man movie is, where they're they're allegedly getting Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire back, it's like, yep, uh, that's the ba- they're, they're going to get that out before this Flash movie, which hasn't even started filming yet. Spider-Verse, right? They don't have a script yet for the Flash movie. The Flash movie's been through more shit than uh, uh, the New Mutants has been. Yeah, and also it doesn't well, fucking work because like, all right, let's say with with Marvel, they 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 retcon it in so they can bring back. 
some of the the X Men characters played by the original actors. I don't think they will. I think they'll completely recast. But if they 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 could use multiverse to incorporate pre existing franchises, but with but they're all the same. Like they're all PG thirteen. They're all more or less the same level of content. Uh, I know the Netflix shows got a little mature, but for the most part they're not going to bring Dolph Lundgren's Punisher in. It's like, there's no R rated movies for them to really pull from for the most part. Mm -hmm. And they're recasting Blade, So that's the one big popular Marvel R rated movie. So, but with, with, uh, with DC, like you can make a movie where the flash travels through fucking parallel dimensions and he meets Tim Burton. That works. Tim Burton's Batman, Michael Keaton. That, That works even, but then like, Patterson's or Pattinson's, uh, like that. That's and fucking, you know, the jo- like Joker, or like R rated, like that shit doesn't. Met- the tones are so all over the place, and the the content is so all over the place in terms of, you know, kid friendliness. That like you, it's gonna whatever you try to like say this is a multiverse, and it just feels like no. These are a bunch of fucking very very different movies, made for very different audiences, and you if you try to mess them all together. You show a kid five minutes of, of, of Joaquin's Joker, and they're like, "Love it, Daddy! Why is the mentally ill man crying and shooting people? Like, it's not. Yeah, why is he sticking fingers in a little boy's mouth? It's 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 not like. I mean, That's have, have, have your kids seen eighty nine Batman? Like, even though Nicholson's Joker was menacing, it was still menacing in a way that like. It, it, it didn't call upon like real questions of like mental illness and Reagan closing the mental institutions in the eighties. There's no, it still, it still has that kind of like cartoonish vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Schumacher movies leaned into the cartoonishness way too much, but like now they're going for like whatever the, the Batman Pattinson's Patterson's Pattinson's the Batman. <laughs> Did you say Dub Batman? Dub Batman, starring Robert I Pattinson. That. I wanted to see a DA. That movie Batman. doesn't mesh tonally with the more somewhat more whimsical Tim Burton, like just Tim Burton Batman. To say that's all part of one Duh multiverse Batman. is just so fucking weird. It'd be like if the Into the Spider Verse had like if Into the Spider Verse had like one version of Spider Man where he was like. It was like the like seven. It was like seven's level of seriousness, and seven's and Spider Man's just going after like this in, insane murderer who's like killing like pregnant women, and, and it's like it's it's gritty as Spawn. Because Spawn is like the only comic book movie where it's like, well, I guess Watchmen too, where like you Dude, have like the, fucking uh, child HBO murderers that are, are killed by your hero and stuff, hunted yeah. down. Spawn does that, and yeah. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Rorschach does that kind of shit. But like, if you had that try to franchise starring like a Spider-Man or somebody like that, and then try to do a multiverse out of it, it'd be like, this doesn't work. You can't do the, the very seven inspired Riddler and from uh, the bat, the Batman and, and, try, Batman and try to say that that's all now part of the same multiverse that includes fucking Batman and Robin, I guess. It's like, that's not a multiverse. That's just a bunch of poor decisions from Warner Brothers executives over the years. And I think that's exactly what a multiverse is. It is a wild Warner Brothers executives doing coke and saying, yeah, fucking give it to a guy named Pete off 
Pete-off will make a great Catwoman. <laughs> I think I think people don't give enough credit to Coke and Hookers. I think Coke and Hookers made more choices in Hollywood than actual executives sober. Catwoman was directed by a man named Pete-off. I just want to point that out. No, Catwoman was directed by Coke and Hookers. I don't know if Pete-off did Coke and Hookers. I have to piss. <laughs> I, I, okay, okay. I literally, most movies can end with, like, imagine the Dark Knight ending the way how intense it ends, you know? And then it just like slams to the Dark Knight, but just says directed by Coke and Hookers. Most movies should end that way because that's how most movies are made. Why is he running, Dad? Don Simpson is rolling over in his grave right now listening to you besmirch Coke and Hookers. Illy, Illy, Illy. Um, Elliot. Talking about talking about this cast and essentially in the end, I want to kind of go over the cast a little bit. Um, but before we go over the cast, I, I want to talk about a figment. So Illy sees the smiling men right and yeah. they're voiced by marilyn manson do you remember them saying anything nope <laughs> i thought they were played by marilyn manson no like, they're voiced by they're played by some other fucking random dude that no one cares about but marilyn manson was the voice and then I, when i'm watching the movie the voice of of, of the smiling men is <sighs> yeah what were they by the way like what what were the what, what was Ilya? they're russians that were fucking her but, but, but why they look like that? Why they all look like uh, fucking... Because they smiled. They just had smiles because they were so happy after they came. It was really fucking creepy and dark. But, no, why do they look like m monsters? Okay, so she created faceless humans when she was being fucked, right? And the only thing that Illy saw when she was a little girl being molested by these Russian gangsters, these horrible people, was that she just saw that they smiled. She literally says at some point... They made us cry, and I made them smile. So she only took from her horrible trauma as a child being raped um, as as the smiles that she gave these men. Okay, so it's and a psychic she, regression of her child memory when she makes the yes. monsters that way. Yes, exactly. And, and also, and, like, okay, this is going to open up another can of worms, but, like, th their design was very clearly just ripped off from... Uh, season Doug four's Jones. episode of Buffy called I think, the si Silence or Silent Men or something like that. The the, the wisp. Oh it, really? Yeah, it was, it was the the one where I they never the, watched the, that show. The gentlemen they were called the guys who took all everybody's voices. I I, I watched every episode of Buffy. Um, you like it? Well, Buffy appears twice on the show. They they, they watch it on TV. Uh, and and there's also the yeah exactly yeah also a scene saying, from yeah. the fifth season uh, called The Body, which where Buffy's mom dies. Spoilers. Um, I th wait, the, the the episode in of Buffy they watch is called the fight. I think in the in the movie uh, New Mutants. I only know that because in the end credits it says Buffy and it credits it to the episode called the fight. There might have been four episodes. Uh, there, there might have been three episodes because I remember the bodies in there as well. Um, and then also the whatever the the gentlemen silent men were. But uh, the thing they so put the, that. that in, that's cool. My point is they put that in there after ripping off the character design from that episode, specifically right. like as a kind of like lampshading the fact that they just ripped off the character design uh, and be like, well, yeah, they, they're watching Buffy. But the fact that they were watching Buffy and the fact that like all the TVs were standard definition and like late 90s, early 2000s versions of standard definition, right. I was like, oh, okay, this is the 90s, right? Because this is taking place no. after Dark Phoenix. And then all of a sudden, an iPhone appears that the Dr. Reyes is using. And yep. I'm like, wait, what? Why is there an iPhone? Why Dr. Reyes also has an iMac. Why are there... I didn't notice that. Why are there uh, all standard definition TVs? And why are they watching 90s shows? Or I, That episode would have been 1999 to like 2001. Oh, cool. But why, I, why, awesome. why were they watching shows, old shows on, on, on their standard definition TVs? Standard definition TVs that look... 
like recently bought. They were like when when, yeah. when we transitioned to the flat screens, and that was the rage, like the Sony Vegas. I think they're just. I think they just. They were just trying to show that they were like. Uh, t- it was supposed. I think the the creators are obviously trying to make the movie feel timeless, right? You don't know which period of time it's in, and then I guess the way I rationalize it for the story is that it's just they just were poor and didn't give a fuck about like updating the equipment there. Um, but the uh, Doctor Reyes does have an iMac like computer, like a freestanding computer uh in her office in multiple shots and so once i saw that i'm like oh wait so wait what fucking time period is this like and when and when danny has her psionic projection or telepathic projection of the events that occur in logan at the alkali transition research uh research lab in mexico city um, that was okay was that supposed to be the same facility yes it's the it is the exact same. Actually, I went back and checked the the movie Logan, and it is exactly the same shots I, from. Logan. I literally thought they just reused the shots, but they it did. wasn't intended to be the same facility because that facility wasn't run by Nathaniel Essex. That's what. Okay, so that's the retcon. So now what they're saying with the New Mutants is that Nathaniel Essex is essentially the owner, the superior of Transigen as well. So Logan is where. Deadpool 2, Logan, and uh, X-Men Apocalypse is where this Nathaniel Essex storyline is, is crossing over, retconned in the New Mutants. And then, of course, the New Mutants has it also in there. And Deadpool so, 2 also has them running a men's for rehabilitation mutants. It's basically the same yeah. facility that's in the New Mutants. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Did he do Except that in the it, comics? Uh, no, not really. I don't recall it being like that. And and what's weird is the New Mutants, like, I never read them. but so like stupid. my stupid. My understanding is that like it, they were at Professor X's like mansion or some subsidiary type place, like some kind of like uh, you know off-campus shoot from like Professor X's uh, Xavier School for Children. It's not; they were never part of Sinister in the comics. It's it's. <laughs> the, Imagine the, Kevin Feige like hinting hinting it. at fucking Thanos for twenty years, and then the, yeah. the the franchise gets canceled before he actually shows Thanos. Oh my God! Yeah, like yeah, his overarching plan is 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 Galacticus, right? And he's gonna spend twenty years getting into Galacticus, and then twenty years from now, Disney's bought by fucking like Amazon. Galacticus is now owned by Disney, I believe. Yes. So that's uh, another kind of another problem because now they're gonna try a new Galacticus, and it's like yes, Feige loves uh, Silver Surfer and Galacticus, and one of the things he was willing to do was give up Daredevil to Fox if he could have Galacticus and Silver Surfer, and Fox said, "Fuck that, you can have Daredevil instead." So and he went to Netflix. <laughs> that's yeah, and went on Netflix. Um, but uh, I I do I do want to kind of like talk about like more about I guess Reyes and um. One of the things we're at I really two hours about and eleven her, minutes, by the way. I know, I know. But one of the things I loved about her, it kind of just because we're talking about her, and uh, is that uh, in, and she had like a kindergarten cop feel. There's a point where she literally like is talking to Danny, and she's like, "I'm going to ask you a series of questions, and I want them answered immediately. <laughs> Who is your daddy, and what does he do? I swear to God, I heard that audio play from Alicia Braga." In my head, she actually says something like, and I want you to respond truthfully. But I literally heard, and I want them answered immediately. Who is your daddy, and what does he All right. do? Well, let's actually review the movie and not think, <laughs> not, not fucking hallucinations you had while watching the movie. That's not even true. I didn't really think that. I know. Um, this isn't good I? content. Let's burn through the things you actually have to say, and not things that come to you while you're very high. <laughs> and, and, and drunk. I love it. 
so, um, characters. Let's talk about a little bit more about Illy, and then we can move on. She had a character, Lockheed, a uh, little puppet dragon that turned out to be a real dragon. Uh, Lockheed's awesome. Lockheed is uh, from Kitty Pride, Shadow Cat, right? Like, that was the bonding that most people recognize with Lockheed. Uh, obviously, Illy has some uh bonding with Lockheed as well and they you say bonding is Lockheed uh, an actual dragon in the X-Men I thought she was like a, yeah. I thought that it was just a dragon Pride. that she was psychically projecting No it's not a no, real it's, it's not Kitty a real Pride. entity on its own it's just a fucking it stuffed is. animal So Kitty Pride literally tells like Ilya uh Ileana Rasputin um in bed about the story about these dragons or whatnot and then she goes off on a fucking adventure with the X-Men and comes across the brood and then literally comes across Lockheed and then befriends Lockheed and in their process of escaping from the brood, they bond and Lockheed's an empath like Mantis. So Lockheed actually like connects with uh, Kitty Pride, comes back, hangs out with the X-Men and in the process also bonds slightly with Ileana. And that's where Josh Boone grabs all his inspiration about bringing Lockheed into the story. Literally Lockheed is more known for being Shadowcat, Kitty Pride, Elliot, Elliot Page's character. Um, that's Lockheed. That's Lockheed's most uh, common uh, character that they're connected with. But Lockheed's a real thing, and what they had is that Not Lockheed in the movie. It's with... just a psychic projection of the stuffed animal that she had when she was no, a girl. No, she says she meets up with Lockheed in Limbo, and so what happens is now, where she the stuffed animal Lockheed... come from? The stuffed animal's a puppet she's just playing with, right? That she's just talking to herself and holding. But the character of Lockheed, the actual dragon, what she does is when she goes to fight the demon bear, she goes through limbo first. And when she comes out of that limbo, she has Lockheed with her. And then when she's, quote-unquote, Lockheed dies or whatever, she uh, actually goes through limbo. The the demon bear knocks her, and, and she her and, her and uh, Lockheed go through limbo. Lockheed never comes out of limbo, but the puppet does. So I guarantee you this. There was going to be some continuation with Lockheed that Disney was just like, get rid of it. Just get rid of that part. Or just tie this movie up. Or it's a subtle foreshadowing of Disney's upcoming merger with Lockheed <gasps> Martin, the aerospace yes! defense company. And that I was, hope so. <laughs> I can only hope so. Oh my god. They're just letting everybody know that uh they're gonna start drone striking the people who oppose them soon. <laughs> That's why Lockheed gets the name Lockheed, though, is because of uh, of Lockheed, you know, as you're referring to. Lockheed Martin, um, it's actually named after them? Yeah, it is, yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's the that's the joke. <laughs> um, but uh, Lockheed is not a figment. The Smiling Men are a figment. The Demon Bear is a figment. Um, but the Demon Bear is very real. These figments are very real because Danny Moonstar, or Mirage, as she's known in the comics, she creates illusions of your fears or desires. Now, in the, she has psionic energy. I get that in the comics, which you keep talking about because you keep talking about her time with fucking Kitty Pride, even though in this movie this character has never met Kitty Pride. Uh, is, is, in, in, in the comics, um, the limbo dimension she goes to, that's an actual dimension because there's a multiverse and there's yeah. lots of dimensions. In this movie, it's just her psychic projections. She, she, that's that's all coming from her, and she had that little stuffed animal when she was a, a fucking sex slave for the Russian gangsters, uh, and and when she went into that dimension, the stuffed animal was was a real dragon, and when she goes into that dimension to get ready to fight the bear and get her armor on, uh, she yep. pulls her psychic 
creation of her stuffed animal protector, uh, Lockheed, into like becomes a real dragon. But she says, it, 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 "There's psychic projections all over this place because the, mm-hmm. the you know Danny's creating this fucking bear. Like obviously the bear is just coming from the de- the story her dad told her. It wasn't that she actually had a bear before that story." I think yeah, her dad is, is responsible for the bear. Correct. And so it's just native American urban legends uh, that made her, when she psychically manifests all this rage or darkness or whatever inside her, it just picks the, the, the shape of a bear. Yeah. It's a first nations proverb that creates the demon bear. Say it, Indians. Yep. I like first nations. It's very Canadian. Um, the demon bear structure. was a huge CGI fucking monster at the end of a movie. It was like a boss battle. It, it, what'd you think of it? Like visually, what'd you think of the bear? Not what'd you think of it narratively? Oh, I was, I, I was, like I looked it. up at it occasionally from Pornhub. Oh my god, what were you looking at Pornhub for them, for that moment? Pro- though? I'm curious. Probably Aubrey Kate looking at her hot cock. Because I'm all I, you can only masturbate to trans women now. Can't masturbate you know, think- to cis women. That's gay. <laughs> I thought the demon bear looked good. Like I, the CG I, was fun. It was it was a little too CGI. It, it would have been cooler if it was a little bit more bearish. But I liked it. It was fun. Um, also, it would have been better also, if I gave a shit about the movie or the, these characters fighting a bear. Well, the problem with the bear is like even though they're trying to like set the bear up the whole movie, like they have the beginning, right, the prologue with the bear, and then the it bear still kind comes of out of nowhere. It still just comes, seems like it's from a different movie. Here's the thing, right? Dan- if Danny Moonstars. If she's dying and the bear just comes out of nowhere and starts killing everything, it is the ultimate death. I mean, she if you're ever dying anywhere, everyone around you is going to get wrecked and killed. It is the weirdest thing, it is the weirdest like 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 escape pull, you know, this to escape plan. It was like, you know, eject like plan. Like it's the weirdest like idea that like you're dying and you create this monster that will kill everything around no, she you. Just, I mean, she didn't have control over her power. And That's but still, if she had control of her power, if she was still ever dying, she would still create a demon bear to kill everyone around her. I think when she dies, the demon bear would disappear. They were trying to fight the demon bear to make that part of her go away. So if they just stabbed her in the heart, the demon bear would just fade it away. Well, she can't psychically project something if she's dead. I, I think so. Wow. So that's what I mean, we're still really going. Done. See, that's the problem. The movie is still going off the idea that these are mutant powers, but these mutant powers don't really coalesce with the previous movies mutant powers which is like i mean some do like like there's mutants who are like oh i can make one inch spikes come out of all of my skin and somehow i'm on like magneto's main team and in, in, in uh, x-men last stand uh that guy remember the guy I who love can, that guy the guy who makes spikes or the guy who can the fucking urchin. who can go from fat to not being fat i think his character's name is, is phat fat and and also the guy who can regrow his arms as they're cut off. Wow, what a fucking crazy superpower! But no, this I one, love- this one you had like like all right, all right. Uh, let's go. Let's do the powers because real fast. Because my God, I can't. We have. I'm, I'm going to call it quits on this episode. We're at two hours and twenty minutes. We can't just go through this thing for forever. But Falk, 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 are you paying attention? We have like literally like four lines uh, of fucking notes. And left. I'm about to burn through all of them. Uh, so Cannonball and Sunspot. Right, I won't say anything. Mo- no, fuck that. I'm going to talk over you. The Last Stand. The Last Stand has a great guy that you didn't mention, and you were just naming off powers. I feel like I have to name something, too. 
the dude that shoots out tusks out his arms, that guy's awesome. This guy's based on Mero, who's a girl character. My point is, is that there's two. Right, you can say whatever you want. But there's there's two so characters sexy. in this movie in this movie who have traditional X Men powers. Sunspot and Cannonball both have very traditional X Men powers. Sunspot's actually in Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, and then of course. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna call her Aria because I don't remember her name. Rain uh, was also. Oh, that's why how it's spelled. But a fucking yeah, Rain. Uh, no. Yeah, she, she can just turn into a, a dog, which is a pretty shitty X Men power. But those are regular no, X Men powers. Lycanthrope. She's just a lycanthrope. But, she's just but a then da werewolf. Danny and Ilya both have like sorcerer powers. They have like Doctor mm -hmm. Strange powers, and they're just they're calling them mutant powers. And yep. that to me is weird because those characters are very clearly from the marvel universe at large the x-men movies until dark phoenix never got into like the brood you talked about the brood earlier the fucking kree and all that shit or the scrolls i guess the scrolls fought the x-men and of course the other avengers they never got into like the intergalactic shit they never got into the magic shit or uh where you know she or leandra or any of those fucking weird, weird the characters. right the shiar empire is huge in x-men and there's no connection whatsoever with the x-men lore yeah the and there's films. no like floating like the savage lands or any of the weirder shit they, they, they never went into that but these characters are, have and, powers and yeah and what was the place they went to in uh apoc or dark phoenix that they don't even like barely genosha genosha uh, what was it genosha Yes, Genosha. With huge, huge X-Men lore there. Yeah, but they barely... They do, it's, just, it's, a, it's a small commune. It's the size of Chaz, basically. They have a garden. They have one garden. It's just like Chaz it's had. Chaz. Chaz also had one garden. <laughs> Dude, Chaz was way bigger than Genosha. Probably. Uh, but but my, my point is, is that these two characters have powers that come from like the crazier Marvel psychic they're magic. shit. Yeah, Ma they're it's magic. It's basically magic. So it doesn't mm -hmm. work uh, in terms of like referencing the other characters. And I also just like... I mean, the, the the dude who, what's his name? The fucking guy who can run fast. It's like, what the Sam. fuck? How many of these do we need? Sam, okay. Bamf? What did Arya say? She she was like, he can go zero to 100 like a cannonball. Ha, get it? That's his character name. Cannonball. Sam. I am so sick of fuckers running fast. Oh, no, but his thing was weird, too, because, like, he run fast, but he'd break his arm. But, like, he, he, he was also self-abusive, too, I guess. Yeah, he was self-abusive because he killed his dad and a whole bunch of other people, I guess, or some weird shit. Yeah. Sam Cannonball was not really well thought out, I thought. And, and the guy that played him from uh, Stranger Things, dude, I don't even like you in Stranger Things. I'm no, neither like do I. I don't movie. like his plot line. I like the other one. Yeah. I, I, I thought Danny Moonstar killing Adam Beach was was kind of also a little bit of like a weak plot line to go with Sam. It's like, oh my God, you're doing the Adam Beach thing again. Like you're just slip nodding him. And like, why not go with another fucking awesome, like first nations, like fucking actors. Adam Beach, the only one we have. Why, where's, where's fucking Wes Studi or Graham Greene or Russell Means, rest in peace, or Channing Tatum or Gil Burningham or Elizabeth Warren or Zon McLaren or Megan Fox. These are all people with native American descent that should be cast in these films. Okay, Megan Instead Fox is like Adam one Beach. six. 16th Cherokee or some shit. She's Cherokee, baby. Channing Tatum, he says he's like one quarter fucking native. I love it. He doesn't even tell us what it is. He just says one quarter native. Elizabeth Warren. No, she really thought she, she was going to be president. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Warren thought she was going to run up being Native American. And Russell Means, he's amazing. Oh, my God. He was the last Mohegan. Oh, my God. Love All you, right, Russell Stop Beast. naming Native Americans. 
Okay, who's your favorite? West Duty, Graham Greene, and Elizabeth Warren, who's not a Native American. Oh, dude, I love Graham Greene. I love Graham Greene over West Duty, but West Duty's amazing. Graham Greene's a great actor. He was. He was. He I, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Canadian show, the Red Green Show, but he did a. He was on a sitcom, a Canadian sitcom, the entire fucking time. He was also like being like Dances with Wolves and, and, and Maverick, and literally playing every Native really? American. That's awesome. Got, the him. dude fucking him. worked. And he's a good. Uh, he was. He was good as the Native American from the '90s. He was. And, um, and then the very last person. I don't want to go over oh, him. Oh, second quickly. up would be Moon Bloodgood because she shows like uh, oh, an yes. inch of nipple, a quarter inch of nipple in a Terminator she movie special edition. She showed two tits in the director's cut. We'll see him. Two <laughs> glorious tits. Well, the very last person and the reason we left him last because he's Brazilian. That's right. It's Henry Zaga's Berto Sunspot. He's playing a character we will later see in, I guess, X-Men Days of Future Past, future, where he helps the X-Men die. Um, he's solar-powered. It's the best way to put it, I guess. He harnesses plasma or the energy of the sun. And he's Brazilian. But the problem with this movie is that they made him a <laughs> kind of white guy? Brazilian. That's one tit. You don't see two tits. In, in, in... She, she has the one tit. I can't find a gif of it. It's one tit. I have the movie. You might be right, though, yeah. It's one tit. Yeah, but you often remember tits where they're not tits. I can understand that. But she, then she turns. She never shows both. What happened both to Moon Bloodgood? She was on Maxim or Stuff or something, and then FHM, and that was it, I guess? Uh, they found out she was Native American and didn't want to hire her anymore. Oh, that was it, yeah. Damn. You should never have told them. <laughs> well, Berto's Brazilian, and he essentially replaced the role for an Afro-Brazilian, and this pissed off a lot of people. Josh Boone was attacked. He decided not to answer about it. Felk, do you give a shit that Afro-Brazilians were not rep uh, represented in this film? I don't even know what Afro-Brazilians are. Just Brazil is in black South America, in not Africa. No, but Afro-Brazilians are just black people in Brazil. Okay, I didn't know they were called. Why are they call it? Like, I guess because they're from. They have African blood in them. Yeah. Well, the thing is that there was another Afro character that was denied Afroness. It was Cecilia Reyes. She's an Afro character. She's Portuguese, uh, not Portuguese. She's uh, Puerto Rican, in the comics, and uh, they also went with a Brazilian. She's uh, Brazilian. A white Brazilian. Elise Braga is Brazilian. Yeah. Oh yeah, because she plays an Israeli in Predators, and I, and I was just like, that chick doesn't look like she'd be part of. Fuck the fucking Mossad. Yeah, she's no Gal Gadot. No. She's not that hot. Or, okay. or, or that Israeli looking. She looks Brazilian. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Well, I liked how Berto got yelled at by uh, Sam Cannonball to... He yells, Berto, nut up. And then Berto goes and fights the demon bear and then gets his ass kicked immediately. <laughs> I was like, that's why Berto didn't nut up. You said it was death. Wait, which one's Berto? Which one's Berto again? Is it the Sunspot? He's the Brazilian that catches on fairy. Sunspot. Yes, okay. sunspot yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Sunspot was. Uh, everything in this movie was. Oh my God. Dumb. Did I say Afro Brazilian? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I meant to say Afro Latina X. Or Latin X. Latina X. Latina X <laughs> defeats the point. Yeah, Latin X. Sorry, Afro Latin X. Actually, I don't oh think Brazilians God. count Excuse as Latin X. Because they their bloodline is more Portuguese, but then there's also Afro Brazilians, who are, who identify who would be be black. Yes, but um, uh, Cecilia Reyes is Afro -La uh, Latinx, and uh, and then Sunspot is Afro Sun uh, Afro Sunspot. <laughs> yeah, who gives a shit anymore? 
All right. Okay. We're laughing. It's so horrible. Well, Danny's There's story. There's only two races now, white and non-white. I guess. Um, Danny's story mirrors Rogue's story in X-Men. I kind of enjoyed that, but we saw it from a negative perspective. It was kind of like Superman Red Sun. I like that. Like the way that like uh, Danny's uh, powers immediately hurt those that she loves. She goes to a, a school with people there that she doesn't know, and she's she's kind of the audience's conduit and vessel into the story. And then, you know, she learns everything about herself, learns about her powers in the process, falls in love, just like uh, Rogue did with uh, Iceman. And uh, just she just doesn't have a Wolverine to set her right, and unfortunately she's you know sent into a Mr. Sinister school instead of Xavier's school. Um, I thought that was interesting that the final film actually mirrored the first film, except from going to a bad guy world, right? Like the Red Sun was Superman uh, landing in Russia as opposed to in Kansas. Um, so it was it, it was an interesting uh, parallel I found. I don't think they even. I don't think anyone. Joss Boone has oh, never heard of Superman Red Sun. Well, that, oh, maybe, but I think he probably has. But and like, I, don't, I, don't I don't. I don't know if he's even seen Brian Singer's X Men movie. <laughs> he doesn't even know. There doesn't, there doesn't no seem idea. to be any attempt to have any sign of continuity tonally or character-wise. Disney, with Disney ended movies. some of that, though. Disney did end some of that on their own. They 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 limited what could be shown. Um, well, this being also uh, the end of a, a franchise of uh, Fox X-Men films, Fox, Fox Men films, there were 20 different films, shorts, alternate cuts of these Fox Men films. And it all took place from 20th Century Fox, with the exception of the New Mutants, 20th Century Studios. And it all took over 20 years, from 2000 to 2020. That is a fucking crazy coincidence, Felk. 20 different X-Men films slash short slash alternate cuts. I'm not talking about Logan Noir. X-Men X2, X-Men The Last Stand, X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men First Class Wolverine, The Wolverine Ultimate Extended Edition, Days of Future Past, Days of Future Past The Road Cut, Deadpool Test Footage, Deadpool How Deadpool Spent Halloween, Deadpool X-Men Apocalypse, Deadpool No Good Deed, Logan Deadpool 2, Deadpool 2 Super Duper Cut, additional 15 minutes. Once Upon a Deadpool, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and The New Mutants. 20 fucking different entities 20 years, 20th century. Some of the, I thought that was fucking weird. Yeah. The test footage from <laughs> the Deadpool? Is... I count it. I'll count it because it's 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 a short. It's a short. When you watch it, it's like watching a Deadpool short. What's your what, You have one more thing to say, Ballard? <laughs> what I is do. it? Did you know where they filmed? Uh, probably like Scandinavia or maybe... Uh, the Slovakia or Slovenia, where they filmed? They filmed in Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. No, I was wrong. At the, at the, uh, wait. Did they film in Massachusetts? I don't know. <laughs> Who gives a shit where they filmed this movie? <laughs> Whatever. Wait, wait, okay, here's the point. Here's the point. They filmed at the Medfield State Hospital. It's abandoned. Uh, Shutter Island filmed there as well. Um, it, they called it the Millbury Hospital. Okay. But there was hauntings on set. <laughs> do you want to hear these hauntings? Fuck no, I do not want to hear about the hauntings <laughs> for making them new mutants. So Henry Zaga thought that the, one of the hauntings was... Why'd you ask me? <laughs> there was a really creepy smell. These are actors. This is like some rich fucking Brazilian actor. He's like, oh, it's a creepy smell. Yeah, it's called clean. That's what you probably haven't smelt in Brazil. Yeah, it's called clean. 
Henry. Right. Um, also, people said they had to be walked to their cars that night because they got too spooked about what they were doing. In, the, in reality, the only thing that really happened was they filmed in the attic and someone hung themselves there. And they hung out near some basketball courts they didn't film near. And in the end, uh, the uh, groundskeeper told Josh Boone that this was all made for this 10-year-old boy. And Josh Boone was all like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, that's 10-year-old boy they made these basketball courts for. And then the uh, groundskeeper's all like, yeah, he murdered his whole fucking family, stabbed them in their assholes. And Josh Boone's like, oh, that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know what part of that's funny to you. <laughs> I mean, none of that's pleasant. Or, I mean, I guess it's interesting. (laughs) But not really. All right. We're done now. And now he's still laughing at this child murdering his family and then getting a basketball court made for him. I don't know what about that making you laugh. I'm laughing because you're laughing and and I I, I worry. Are you seriously still laughing? What, What is funny? They filmed at an actual abandoned mental institution. The director found out from a groundskeeper that they had a basketball court that was made for a 10-year-old boy who was at the mental institution. And then he said that he was there because he murdered his fucking family. And you added and stabbed them in their assholes. Why are you laughing at that? Stop laughing. What about it's funny? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, this is is scary. it inappropriate that I'm laughing? This is terrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jesus. This is like Max Cady uh, in that uh, movie theater. Let's, let's move on. All right. Now, a quick, that was a good out. Now, a quick <laughs> new boy uh, ranking of I'm all sorry, the films I'm in the sorry. franchise. Do you want to go first? I don't think you can. You're still laughing at a fucking child murdering his family. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then playing basketball. Ooh, he liked basketball. All right. Do you you go first, I guess. But, do, okay. but just say the fucking titles of the movie. Don't tell me why you think each movie's better or worse than the other one. Then it will right. take 30 minutes as opposed to Ooh. two minutes. Uh, so essentially we've already done our rankings before, right? Uh, for the X Men Dark no, Phoenix just rank episode, no, no, no pomp, no circumstance. And uh, all I got to figure out is how to get this uh, a Kinberg genre film. What? He, no, he's sorry. He just calls them a Kinberg genre. Did you realize that? That Kinberg adds on there a Kinberg genre, like a Spike Lee joint, a Kinberg genre. I don't know That's what the just... fuck you're talking about, but we. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this episode in 22 minutes. Wait, wait, so you, you don't know rank... a Kinberg genre? You didn't see the credits? It says a Kinberg genre, like you know, a Spike Lee joint, a Michael Bay film, a Kinberg genre. At the end of Dark what... Phoenix? No, at the end of fucking the New Mutants, it did that. Simon Kinberg didn't direct New Mutants. I know, but he still he calls his shit a Kinberg genre. No, I didn't notice that. It's weird. I didn't fucking care for that. Um, all right. Uh, New Mutants is like in the middle. So I'm going to go X-Men Origins Wolverine, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, The New Mutants, X-Men The Last Stand, X-Men The wow. Wolverine, Dark, or Deadpool 2, Deadpool, Logan, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, and X2. 
Oh, you? Oh, fuck. You were going the other direction? <laughs> you were going yeah, worst to best. That was worst to best. We always do worst to best. It's never changed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I feel like we have done best to worst because my instinct was go best to Rarely. worst the entire time. You even did yours best, uh, worst to best. Uh, All right. No, no, no. no you, Dark there, there, there is clearly no official cool by the way. All right. I was just, I was just really throw it off until until I realized what direction you were going. All right. Do you want me to re say it so it makes sense? No, I would I would just say say uh, going from worst to best, and then I'd put that at the beginning of it if I edited episodes anymore. But now this is live to tapes. So this is all staying in. All right. No, it, yeah. it, it makes sense. All right. Sorry. All right. Worst to best. Now it's my turn. Okay. 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 I can do this. Lot, I have your last ranking. A lot of pressure. I'm going to compare it to your last ranking. The worst is definitely Dark Phoenix. Yep. Then I don't know whether or not to do new. I, I, I'm gonna do uh, yeah, New Mutants. Then <laughs> Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that's yours. Yep. Then Deadpool two. Ooh, you went Apocalypse. Uh, you're right. No, no, I just no, I just fucked up. Uh, that, that, that was a mistake. Uh, then Apocalypse. Then Deadpool two. Correct. I don't know where I go from. Oh really? I can ha- I can help you with hints. Deadpool? Is it just Deadpool then? No, nope. W- I mean, you had Deadpool a lot higher up. Oh. Well, not that much higher up. Actually. Last Stand? Will we be next? Yes, Last Stand's your eight. Yep. Wait, I have Last Stand worse than Apocalypse? Or I already say Apocalypse? Better. Yeah, you already said Apocalypse. Apocalypse is your ten. Okay. Last Stand's your eight. Yeah. Okay. Then Days of Future Past. No, you you had that way further up. Damn. I Seven. Seven was the Wolverine for you. Okay, Wolverine, then Days of Future Past? No, then Deadpool. The, de- all right, Deadpool. I mean, I, I'm not really ranking this I'm one. I'm telling you, you're ranking. <laughs> the, well, it's, I, 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 I'm having trouble doing it now. I trust few, I trust past me more. But past yeah. me also forgot first class, I believe. No, no, you had it. You had it way higher. Days of Future Past then? No, X-Men. Why don't you just tell me my fucking ranking then? <laughs> <laughs> Days of Future Past was four. X-Men was five. Uh, three is first class. Logan was your two, and your number one was X two. I, I, I probably would have changed that organically if I'd done it different. If I'd done it organically, no, do it, do it, change it. No, I'm too it. drunk. I don't. Fu- and I'm too tired. I'm exhausted. I and we talked about it's a good this list. Dead franchise. It's a good ranking. This is, our, this is our longest episode in this new format so far. And, and uh, anyone who wants to learn about new mutants, we got a lot of. Fucking hot information. And it's the same length of recording time in our old format. We just would have cut out 30 minutes of shit. Yeah, it's a lot easier <laughs> this way. All right. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think we now can... you get the 30 minutes of shit, Cool Boy Nation. <laughs> I think we can wrap wrap up. Yeah, that's it. We're done. I'm not really sure if Dark Phoenix is worse than the Mutants. I'm not really sure if I can say that Wolverine is better. Uh, Origins Wolverine is better than uh New Mutants. It's just on memorability. Dark Phoenix, I have forgotten so much that like it never happened. I did not see that movie in theaters. Do you remember Dazzler? Uh, yes. No, Dazzler's not in the movie, is she? She is. She's like in that one scene where they're all like at the keg party out in the forest. Yeah, they should, they, if they didn't, couldn't get Taylor Swift, don't even bother putting Dazzler in there. T.S., baby. Um, I agree, though, with you. I think uh, the new mutant be is better than Dark Phoenix. Well, you can be glad. You need to calm down. That's Taylor Swift lyrics. 
I'm not having yeah, a but stroke. The, but she doesn't say it like that. Well, no, she doesn't say any of her things. All right, I think how, I think how does that go? Wait, no, seeing the calm down one, I actually do know that. I think I've heard that before in the house. What is it? How's that go? No, I don't. I don't know how. I I I I, I can't. I remember. I know the lyrics because I've read them, but I don't think I've ever actually listened to the song. I don't like Past Taylor Swift for her music. Would have Felk singing an entire like Taylor Swift song right now. I don't. I don't. I know. I could. Some... Bear, I, I I could do. Uh, I would have written it out for you. I don't really remember any of them. No, no, we're not. That's that's well. In the that's dead. That's gone. That's gone. All yeah, right. That's not coming back. That was their review of uh, New Mutants. I hope you fucking enjoyed it. Uh, cool Boy Nation. Our, Longer than the movie oh, by an hour. Yeah. <laughs> New Boy Nation. Well, we didn't really talk about the movie that much. New Boy Nation. New Give boys. us your boys for the new mutants. Them. Give us all your boys. And email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. All your boys are belong to us. New episodes come out on Fridays. Be sure to like and subscribe. Oh, and you found this funny, I guess. The making and authorized distribution of this podcast supported over 1,500 <gasps> jobs and involved yes. hundreds of thousands of hours of work. A lot of movies have done that, and I don't know why this Fox one... Fox movies. Fox movies do it. Well, it's it, like, but I, I, I specifically remembered it, thought it was memorable, because it was only 1,500. Because Endgame has one, too. It was like, hey, making this movie and selling it supported like 300,000 jobs. <laughs> and then the New Mutants is like... Right, really, it's probably more like <laughs> 50 people worked, <laughs> but whatever. Review us. Well, the 1,500 jobs are also, like, all the drivers from, like, that town that they they, they, they shot near, right? Like, it's, like... Oh, yeah, all, every locals. restaurant in that town, too, who delivered them yep. food. All right. The locals. Also, uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. And there's Batman and Beyond on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Check it out. New episodes soon. Thank you for listening. Stay new, <laughs> new boy nation. Stay new, baby. Until next time, it's Bizies from Felk. And that's Bizies from a gay new mutant ballad. <laughs> you are standing American boy. You've excelled in all things. Oh, my God. You son of a bitch. See, I got a huge cock. Oh, my God. You should just fucking smile and blow me. Give me what I want! Oh, oh my god! So you can run and tell that! God damn it! Homeboy! Get out of here, damn son! Get out of here! The whistles go woo!